Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We love hanging out with the chat gang. So come on by, give us a like, a subscribe, and let us know what is on your mind on this Tuesday. We will talk uh, some NFL coming up in hour number two. Boy, interesting couple of days for Packers fan Mike Mullis. He saw the dawn of the Jordan Love era, and he saw his old quarterback, go down last night on monday night football jets still beat the bills without aaron Rodgers, and uh, we'll talk about that in hour number two with the mully man we will get you ready for ecu app state with the play-by-play voice of the mountaineers adam witten will join us coming up at around 4 30 ish and former ecu tight end bryce williams will join us in hour three got some mike houston cuts to get to from today also pirate offensive lineman parker moore and east carolina rush in jack powers got those interviews coming your way on today's edition of the show as well charlie rhodes is here the man of chan chandler honeycutt and coach mac is back mac mccarthy here on a college football hour number one here on tuesday coach mac good to see you how you doing sir good to see you guys uh, another interesting weekend we don't have a ton of great matchups coming up but we still got lots to talk about a lot going on on and off the field in college football no doubt about it and uh, coach right now uh, for everybody panicking you're your ecu plan is going as you said it would uh, exactly. the, the pirates are going to start zero and three and then go eight and one the rest of the way and uh, play for a conference championship so uh, we are one loss away from having a great season we just gotta lose on saturday and we'll be good to go yeah that, it's exactly how uh, i saw it going down and uh, we uh we are right so far this is interesting coach i'm on espn uh in the college football schedule and there's an ad like a bo nix I, I don't know what happens if i click on it but i'm gonna click on it i wouldn't <laughs> i don't know what it's going to take me to i think it'll take you straight to Times square where this is on a billboard <laughs> i uh but that is interesting i've just never seen like a college football players ad on an espn college football page but that's where we are in today's college football world yeah and, and interesting that you know if you're at alabama or georgia or notre dame you don't have to do those things but if you're at somewhere else you do and and you know kudos to them for for jumping out there and, and doing that kind of thing i remember when oh gosh they sent stuff out from rg griffin like uh they sent like uh playing cards uh with his stats on them each week and that kind of thing and uh there have been some creative things uh, so these schools are sending it to who media members yes like heisman voters yes. i guess yes yeah 
and uh well it worked for rg3 i guess it did yeah. it did of course it didn't hurt that he had an incredible year yes and it had some big moments on television we we haven't had a ton of heisman moments yet but uh we probably saw the first ones with uh with yours maybe a little bit with jordan travis uh did uh, did tyler van dyke did, did he have a couple i was about to bring up his name because yeah. i saw where he so did he the name Van Dimes, I guess he, he, he what's the word I'm looking for? Trademark, Trademark is the word I was yeah. trying to find there. Uh, which, he I, I, that came out right before the Texas A&M game. Yeah, and that could have gone ugly. Yeah, it didn't jinx him. It yeah. didn't jinx him. Now, it could later on, but I was worried about that when I saw that like on Friday. Like, uh-oh, this isn't going to go well. But I guess Shador Sanders has, has you know had some moments already. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry about that. Uh, please don't apologize for interrupt. I interrupt everyone on the show. We we cannot have any dead air, so feel free to interrupt me, Coach. Well, the other thing, you know, obviously we talked a little Heisman there real quickly, and we, we can get into that more. I think the interesting one right now, the question on my mind is, how many people have earned the playoffs as of week two? Uh, Texas. Texas. Florida State. Florida State. Um, going off the top of my head here, is that has Notre Dame? Have they played enough people? They're three and zero. Nah. Okay. What I, about what about Michigan? They haven't played anybody. No. No. Hey, we're who, just going. Who, you know off. who has the next be, the next two guys with with Colorado. The best wins? Well, they haven't. I, they went on the road. I don't know if they've beaten anybody. No, they were nah. at home this week. I'm talking about TCU. Oh yeah, at the yeah. What about Duke? Yeah. And Miami. Yeah, those might be the next best two wins. Yeah, in college football so far. Sure. So, uh, yeah, teams that have kind of proven themselves early in the season, uh, that would be, I think, the short list. Washington State has a good win, beating a ranked Wisconsin team. Was as an underdog on the Palouse. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're going here. Um, we got to talk Colorado again. Sure. I mean, <laughs> first of all, is every week going to be personal? Are they going to find something? I think so. Every week. I so this week can. is Colorado State. So yeah. hey, this is our state. Yeah. We we take this one personal. Yeah. Then the next week it's Oregon. We were picked below them in the Pac-12. Like every week it's going to be something. Yeah. No. He he'll find a way to make it personal every time. And and uh, it, it, I mean, he has blown this thing wide open. And my question is about the the commercials. Had he done all these commercials? Had he had signed up for all these commercials before all this happened? I uh, just yesterday during the show, I was watching CBS Sports HQ, and I look up and De- I don't even know what the advertisement was for, but it's Dion in a chain, and I think there's KFC. There, there, there's so many. I mean, we know he, he's been doing Aflac. That's no big one, yeah, but, but there are a bunch of new ones that he's on. Yeah, that's uh, great recruiting. He's always on TV. And he's winning games. And he's got that 98-year-old lady dancing in the locker yeah, room. He's got his own sister, Jean, in Boulder, Colorado. Play my music. So uh, he has got it going on uh, at Colorado after the win over Nebraska. Once again, Colorado State coming up this week. And then uh, they have that little gauntlet of Oregon and USC. Another national question. Is the SEC really down well, the Pac-12 is up, which they don't exist anymore. But 
that might be the best conference right yes. now with the way they've been playing. They have eight ranked teams. Yeah, that's crazy. And they got multiple people that could be considered for the playoffs. Right now, if you look at the SEC, there's only one team that you would even think about, and, and they haven't beaten anybody yet, Georgia. And I don't know that they play anybody all year. They, they do play at Tennessee, I guess, which could be a big game. So, two big games for the SEC so far. LSU manhandled by Florida State. Alabama loses by 10 on their home field, which is why you would bring up, you know, is the SEC down. Tennessee kind of played with their food against, was it Austin P or whatever? Yes, yes. Um, and they are just outside the top 10. Uh, you've got, wow, is that it for the top 25? Ole Miss. Ole Miss, good win. At, they, yeah, they, at Tulane without Michael Pratt. They look like the second-best team right now. and, and who's, I guess they actually look like the best team. They at least have a ranked win on the road. You know, to answer your question, and it kind of feels like when Clemson started not being in the top four, top eight, top ten, whatever, last year, that we say the, S- the ACC's down just because Clemson's down. But looking at this overview, I would say, yes, the SEC for once – is a little down. Yeah, and if you remember, I was talking about how good the the SEC West was, but but that was in terms of how much depth there was, you know, uh, and that they would beat up on each other. And I truly did think Alabama had a chance to lose more than one football game this year, but uh, uh, gosh, that, that the way they got handled the other night, uh, whew, and they and they still look elite talent wise, obviously, but uh, there's something missing there, or. Is Texas really, really good? Uh, that could be a possibility. Uh, they looked at the other night. I've got a list, Coach. This is not a very attractive week for college football, but mm-hmm. I'll say this. Usually when there's like a, a not-so-great slate, there are some awesome games because we we go into it undervaluing what it's going to be. Like It seems like when we overrate a week, the games aren't that good, but we're going to go into this week saying, eh, no huge matchups, but there's going to be some great games. Uh, games I've highlighted. You got two in the SEC, LSU at Mississippi State, Tennessee at Florida. Uh, outside of that, a game involving an SEC team, Kansas State at Missouri. Uh, backyard brawl, which I don't know how good these teams are, but it should be a fun game. Pittsburgh at West Virginia. Pittsburgh loses uh, to Cincinnati. West Virginia is not very good. Uh, you know, anytime it's a rivalry game, it's kind of fun. But like Iowa, Iowa State, I don't even really know who won the game. <clears throat> it was I'm Iowa, pretty sure Iowa I believe. won, yeah. Uh, and can Fresno State beat another Power 5 team on the road? Fresno State at Arizona State late night. I think they can. They can. And I think they will. I don't think they will. You don't think they will? No. One's enough for them this year. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, move on and talk more college football. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Steve Hill says, HTMFs. Happy Tuesday to you, my friend as well pike uh like the stream we appreciate that he said coach mac should contract out his services and coach some drive-through crews that is like so you've got your your drive-through rules commandments um what if you used your drive-through experience and your coaching experience and coached up the next generation of fast food drive-through workers okay 
the question is, which end of the chain am I on? Am I on the on the restaurant side, or I'm or am I'm out in the uh, the, the That's driveway? That's a good point. Are you coaching the drivers or the crew? Yeah, I, you know the crew. I you know that, I mean generally they get fired if they're not very good, but the drivers keep coming. <laughs> so you're outside, I guess, coaching the drivers. You got your whistle. You up. Oh! Move up, damn it. <laughs> Haven't you seen number three and six on the list? Uh, I like the idea, Pike. Something uh, maybe you can monetize, Coach. Uh, Jamie says, after listening to Mike Houston's press conference, it sounds like another week uh, and maybe season of Garcia. He's the next Holton Aylers. If he's the next Holton Aylers, then I'm excited. There you we'll go. win some games and can, he'll put can, up some numbers. Can we talk about how coaches handle quarterbacks? Please. No, no, no how fans handle quarterbacks please first of all as a as a former coach this drives me crazy this is why i never sit in the stands to watch a football game ever i started this at auburn i stood on the ramps at auburn uh at chattanooga nobody came to the game so i could sit on the front row and not be near anybody um vcu didn't have football at virginia tech games i stand on the sideline and even there i don't stand next to anybody i don't want to hear all the opinions and coaches do mess up i messed up i made bad decisions they absolutely make bad decisions but they have so much more information than Joe Blow the fan or or even clip the expert. They wow. they have more information than everybody else and they make the best informed decision they can. And if they keep making bad decisions, they won't be the coach anymore. But goodness gracious, could you just give the coaches a little bit of credit? Who are you speaking to right now? Anybody, anybody, because okay, right. we we have it going on in Blacksburg, Virginia. I was I was part of that the other day. They're all the most popular guy on any college campus is usually the backup quarterback, if unless the team is hundred percent. And and you don't you just don't know all the information. And and again, you you may end up being right, but there's so much that goes into being a quarterback. How, does the line protect him? Does the line block to get the running game going? Are the receivers getting open? Are the receivers catching the ball? Uh, are they running the right routes? There there are so many things that go into what ends up being the quarterback performance that not necessarily not necessarily related to the quarterback's performance. So the previous three, four years, I guess three, two to three, really, the the talk of benching Holt Nailers and putting in Mason Garcia has been out there everywhere. And all those times I said, look, if Mike Houston is going to play the guy that he thinks gives him the best chance to win, it's not because of who's Holton, who's uh, Holton's dad is or any of that. No local politics like people thought. But now we're in a case where we've got two guys that don't have a proven track record, and people see, Coach, that we've scored one touchdown in two games, and that was because the defense forced a fumble on the two-yard line. If not for that, we would have zero touchdowns this year. So we've got two quarterbacks. We've seen them both play. We've seen some good things from both, Some, some I guess some bad from both. But we're in a different situation this year than we've been in previous when it comes to complaining about who's playing quarterback. Maybe, but you've also played two good football teams. One great football team and one good football team. And here's the other thing. The people that were wanting Ehlers to be benched, they're the same ones that want Garcia to be benched now. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. It's the same group. 
Um, right now, it's just uh, it's pretty frustrating to watch this offense, though. Oh yeah, you were I, in Blacksburg. You didn't even watch it. I did. I, I got back in time uh, because oh, that's right. We got five, well, y'all we had, had a six delay. hour rain delay, the longest in college football history. So when did y'all's game wrap up? Uh, around eight o'clock. Man, okay. Started at noon. It was a uh, crazy I, day as far as delays go. Oh yeah, across the I, board. We got we got caught in all that. The, the most rain ever in Blacksburg, Virginia. It was a thirty percent chance of a shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's that job, needs to get fired. That's the job I need. The meteorologist. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're right or not. Get that guy out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got some. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get to all this uh, Garcia and Flynn stuff later on in the show, guys. Uh, so rem- remind me of those questions or bring them back up when we talk to Bryce, when we talk to Mully uh, later on. Uh, let's get our first break in. We'll come back. Uh, we will look at uh, what's going on week three in college football, talk about some of the big storylines across college football right now, and have more for you. We'll take your questions as well. And if you want to call 317-1250, you're always welcome. We're back with you. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com, or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a Tuesday. Mac McCarthy here. Jamie's asking uh, across multiple platforms. He wants to get Coach Mac's take on, uh, let's see, USA losing. Let me make sure I got this right. Uh, your thoughts on USA FIBA basketball loss. Coach, I knew you watched this. Uh, I know you're you're all over it, and you're about to give me a big speech on the problem with USA and international basketball competition, so the floor is yours. No big speech. They just weren't very good. <laughs> they haven't been. You know, they, I, they, they don't send the best. Uh, then some people opt out, and then people are hurt, and uh, and the rest of the world takes it a lot more seriously than we do. This is, like, so far off my radar, I'm not even really familiar with it. And Austin, I, the I don't game think, for the bronze, so they finished fourth, but, uh, you know, if they're not playing for the gold, they're, they're they're not very motivated, to be honest. Did they lose to Germany or something? Lost to Germany, lost to Canada, I think, in the bronze game. That's embarrassing, people. Dr. James Naismith is rolling over in his grave right now. Well, Naismith was a Canadian, so maybe they claim. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, never mind. He is pumped up right now, waving the Canadian flag. A Canadian invented basketball? Yeah. Disgusting. 
Not in my America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, coach, are you – because I'm looking forward to November where we're talking college hoops and college football. But would you say, are you a bigger college football fan than a basketball fan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because you were just in it so long? Or yeah. Probably? Yeah. You know, but but the, the whole football deal is is more than the game itself. You know, it's the tailgating right. and the, you know, the whole atmosphere. The game itself, I love basketball, obviously, made a living at it, uh, uh, sort of made a living at it, uh, tried to make a living at it, whatever whatever uh, you want to classify that as. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love basketball and uh, still enjoy breaking those things down and doing the television games. Got, got a big big hunk of my schedule this week as a matter of fact got 14 games on the acc network in blacksburg eight women six men and uh waiting on the rest of my schedule from uh charlottesville for the uva women i think so we'll see how that goes but uh uh yeah if i could attend a game to watch i i, I really enjoy college football and always have uh so it might be a few phone call tuesdays during basketball season if you're out and about do you yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I've got to consult next week uh, with a couple coaches and staffs. Uh, oh, I was I'll, talking about me f- calling, calling you during oh. basketball season because oh. you wouldn't be physically in Greenville. Oh, no, that's when I'm going to be gone next week. That's what I'm saying. The oh. very, very oh. first one okay. I'm, is next week. I'll oh. be I'll be calling in. Okay, ten four. Uh, but uh, excited about that. Looking forward to some pirate hoops and uh, and talking college basketball with Matt McCarthy. Feast week. We were kind of debating on like what because that NFL Sunday or this past weekend with Saturday week two and then Sunday week one, one of the best weekends of the year. We were debating like best sports times or whatever. Um, best sports day to me is still the Thursday uh, opening of the NCAA tournament. It gets no better. Games on all day. Pretty good. Uh, that's my day. You know the uh, you know around Thanksgiving. But I was about to say Feast Week is awesome. Yeah, th- yeah that that Thanksgiving week is, re- and uh, and and right around the Masters, uh, as as the Final Four winds down, you go from the Final Four to the Masters, NASCAR opening week in Major League Baseball. Uh, that that's a that's a pretty stout week too. Yeah. Okay. So there's the ba- if, what what's the best sports day of the year though. Give me That's one sports day. I'm of going the year. to Thursday of tournament time of the NCAA. Really? Yeah, that's I, like I, my dad. I remember I used to get out of school for some of those. My dad would let me get out of school to damn, watch games. I don't know the, the the best single event that I have been to. Uh, you know, for for a day like that, the, the semifinals in the NCAA tournament are unbelievable. With all, with all, when you have four teams there and the and all the the pageantry and yeah. pomp and circumstance, uh, that that's pretty darn spectacular. When's the last Final Four you went to? Do you still go? I, I stopped going a while ago. I guess uh, Atlanta, maybe about ten years ago, maybe something like that. But uh-huh. uh, you know, I went for forever from from like seventy four or five all the way through. I, wow. I think I missed one. I missed Magic and Bird. It was the only one I missed uh, the whole time that I was employed by a university man awesome uh mag mccarthy joining us inside the pirate radio studios uh if you got a question for coach mag joey probably in the middle of class is checking like us joey out. checking in from class he says by the way since we cut that uh the pirates have not painted it purple yet should do we need to get rid of that 
Chandler says yes. Uh, Joey says Dennis Schroeder and the German Giants took down. I mean, that's the thing, too. You you see these international competitions. These teams are littered with NBA players. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, and, and certainly the international game has, has improved, and they take all this way more seriously, too. And uh, there, there are a lot of reasons that uh, that the uh, the USA team doesn't necessarily always perform well on that stage. Michael Jones... Who? Mike Jones said, don't care about the tournament once the Cinderella's are gone. I I still care about it, but that's why I like the first four days, maybe more so than the rest of it. Yeah, the Cinderellas are fun, and they, you know, they're, they're Cinderellas because it is unexpected. And um, you know, I've I've certainly gotten to be a part of that. I've, I've been on uh, I've been on the sideline for two teams that went to the Sweet Sixteen, which is which is fun, and and it kind of goes as it should. Uh, you know, the you, it's not very often that the long shots make the Final Four. Last year was a little bit of an exception, although uh, they certainly uh, once you saw them, uh, you, you certainly knew they weren't Cinderellas, really kind of a shame that fau is not coming here this year we're making one trip there and that's one of the teams that we're only going on the road to play yeah that stinks i've uh, i've coached down at fau and uh they have uh, they've done a lot with that program and a great campus great location uh it's going to be interesting if they can sustain that coach do you regret not taking a job like uh in a boca raton or hawaii i mean you were in greenville richmond chattanooga are you? Would you rather have like a palm tree somewhere or something? Like, <laughs> my wife. Yeah, might. yeah my I'm wife talking to the wrong might. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she might. Although she she's fine being an hour and fifteen minute from from the beach. You're from close here. enough. Yeah, she's uh, she's pretty happy with this one. But, you got uh, jobs around racetracks. I see what you did. I, like, I did close and, to racetracks. Got uh, got some jobs around uh, barbecue. Uh, yeah, which, yeah, which was good. Okay, that, that was outstanding. But I'll be honest. Now I, I've lived in some great towns. Uh, you know, I, I certainly enjoyed blacksburg johnson city tennessee that tri-city area there with the the bristol racetrack obviously uh went from there to auburn which uh the sec was incredible and the life on the plains was good and we had a place at uh at destin down on the beach not far away where we could get to in a hurry and then chattanooga was chattanooga was the biggest place we had ever lived and it's still not a, a big city even though it's like a quarter of a million or something like that but you know that was a neat location because you were in you were literally an hour and a half from Atlanta, Nashville, Knoxville, Birmingham. It was right in the middle of that uh, that group right there. And then, um, you know, Richmond was fun being back in the home state. And then I was in Atlanta and uh, Greenville. Um, I, I kind of prefer the Greenville-type town, mm. uh, Blacksburg, uh, <clears throat> Auburn, Greenville. Uh, I like where everybody in town kind of depends on the university for their living and or entertainment. Yeah. I like that kind of atmosphere. I really do. That's what it's all about. Mag McCarthy joining us coach uh you mentioned auburn i and i said this to you before we came on the show <laughs> gambling or picks and all that stuff can really warp your brain to the point where i came in today getting ready to talk to you about auburn losing to cal and i had to remember wait auburn won the game they just didn't cover they didn't look good winning the game but they won the game and got out of there with a w but like i had planned on talking to you about auburn taking a loss uh at berkeley the other night but i uh, stayed up late and watched that one uh, kind of a a defensive struggle out on the west coast late night yeah it was a struggle all right uh neither team looked very good but uh but auburn gets the win and they're two and zero, and uh all things are good and they've got georgia coming to town pretty soon 
Man, I was on the Baylor plus seven. You saw me melt down live. I got a live. question about this game. I got there were, there tons were two, of questions. There were two games last week that I thought were just weird lines. Utah and Baylor and Oregon and Texas Tech. And the, and Vegas had it exactly right. And those games were both great games. And boy, just I, I said it. We, so we were watching this live on the air with Jason Nichols and Marcus Crandall. And like that, the video of the last two minutes is going to be shown at every coach's convention from here on out because just so many decisions. I mean, so Utah is trying to run out the clock while Baylor is trying to let them score to the point where there was like a stalemate at the one yard line. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. And it, was that the one where the guy ran across the line and finally <laughs> finally stepped in? Yes. Instead of just falling yeah, down? Yeah. Then there's, and then. Baylor's able to get behind the defense. They complete a big pass and had a chance to win it. And then and Jason Nichols and Marcus were upset pass there wasn't a flag called. Pass but, interference. Yeah. Just a wild, wild ending there in Waco. Another hairy line was Colorado, Nebraska. Everybody all week was like and I, I was I, I took Nebraska because the line was so low. I did too. Because they're telling me to take yeah. that this game is going to be close, and and at halftime it looks like that you know you're you're going to be in pretty good shape, and then uh, they kept killing themselves. The one thing I said on this show was I just don't know if Nebraska can score enough points to win, and sadly that was right. They cannot get out of their own way most of the times. So they, yeah. they new coach, same problem. Quarterback fumbles the snap, and then uh, center snaps the ball. And it hits the tight end in the hip as he's running by, just like little stuff like that, killing them. Uh, the Cornhuskers, that is. Uh, we need to make our top ten and top twenty-five picks. Uh, do you want to? You want to take a break? Do you know who you're going with? No, I don't. All right, let's take a break. We'll look at that. Chandler, you got yours ready? No, of course not. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> Talk on the mic. You mad? I got one. Yeah, are you mad? Chandler? Yeah, I'm mad. That I knew that you weren't prepared for this segment? I've got one. I, this is a terrible slate. Take a break, Charlie. <laughs> I, I like when you get mad. Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. <laughs> Take me to break, Chandler. All right, we'll be back right after this. Jeez. Sounds like a Chris Berman. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Caleb Stroud of Stroud's Marine grew up on the water and has loved boating his entire life. And that's why in 2012, he decided to give back to the marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged marine parts online. Stroud Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. Their mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Strouds Marine, your best source for salvaged outboard parts. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Coach Mac, I got a trivia question and a dad joke for you. Which one you want first? I love dad jokes. All right. This one courtesy of Intern Joey. 
I thought he was asking a serious question that I didn't understand, so I wasn't even going to read it, but he was setting up a joke. Why can't basketball players go on summer vacation? Why can't? Because they can't travel. Close. The punchline, they'd get called for traveling. I got a chuckle out of uh, <laughs> Eric M says, Joey, bravo, my man, bravo. <laughs> hey, don't let Joey steal your bit there, Eric. You're our uh, our dad joke guy, but young Joey coming up with one. All right, Chandler, here's our trivia question. We were just talking about this during the uh, break outside. All right, I'm going to need you to. Oh, I just figured you guys went outside to throw a few haymakers and then. No, no, we're call good. it even. We're good. No, yeah, that thing that ends right when it starts. That's a okay. bit. That's a bit. Um, Chandler, you have to help me with some numbers. What coach has coached at how many current SEC schools? All right, so I said seven earlier. It's actually six because one of them is uh, was on there twice. He was a GA GA at this school and then a defensive coordinator at this school. He has been a GA coordinator slash head coach for six different. And then next year, seven. seven, when Texas joins. And he's currently a co-defensive coordinator in the SEC. He's been the head coach at two SEC programs. So six different SEC programs, head coach of two of those, current co-defensive coordinator at an SEC program. Did you mention the person? Did you mention who it is? I can't remember. That's the trivia question. Oh. What, what are you talking about? I thought you were going to say the guy's name and where did he coach. All right, never mind. Go ahead. Take a break. (laughs) We need to talk again. Go ahead. That's the trivia question. Okay, then go ahead. (laughs) Who is it, Coach Mike? (laughs) We are, by the way, a a duo comedy routine where we set up jokes and then fight with each other. (laughs) All right, who is it, Coach? I, I, he's I, kind of a maniac i really should know this but i guess it's uh oh god one of the schools he was the head coach at was i say one chandler say uh, one of the two which one do you want to say south carolina must champ will must champ is Muschamp. correct wow he is an sec lifer coach yeah and he keeps getting fired and hired yeah, that's not a bad thing if you can pull that off. All right, I got a dad joke for you. All right. All right, here we go. The adjective for metal is metallic, right? But not so for iron, which is ironic. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. I like that one. That was good. That was good. My daughter hates dad jokes, and I, I send her at least one every day. You're uh, you got a good delivery, Coach. I'll tell you that. I just found out my parents left me a parcel of land. Oh yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery. It's all about the delivery, and he's bringing it. Uh, Joey says, "I got Coach Mack, and that's all that matters." Thanks for showing me the ropes, Eric. Joey is going to be the new dad joke guy at East Carolina. Watch out. Classroom <laughs> coming to you. What class is Joey in? What class are you in, Joey? What are you doing right now? Why Why are you not here but still here? He must be doing it online. He's lying. Uh, Chad says, I guess that talk between me and Chandler did not go well. One person was not listening. 
<laughs> All I heard was yelling from the alley. I like that. I like the idea of us doing a uh, duo routine. We need to go to like open mics, Chandler. Mm-hmm. And part of our bit is we screw up the joke and get mad at each other and start fighting. Okay. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's, all right, all right. You ask. You already then, did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna do that seven times, Coach. And by the seven, hey, time, we're here all be, week. It's gonna be really funny. We're here all week. Tip your waitress. I think that'd be a great part of Mullis's show. <laughs> Mullis would walk out. He would literally walk out. He's a big walkout guy. All right. Top 10 and top 25 team to lose this who, week. Who won last week? So I went 2-0 and last week. I had Alabama losing to Texas. I had Tulane losing to Ole Miss. Wow, good for you. I wish Tulane was still in the top 25 so I could pick them to lose again. Uh, Chandler said Notre Dame would lose to NC State. Notre Dame pulled away. Yeah, it was close there for a second and then it got just uh yeah 24 17 they had a chance to score they had a chance to kick a field goal and ended up doing neither one you did mention them as when we were talking about okay who's kind of proven themselves and i would say they have proven themselves to be a good team so far put up just points top four i mean if you you had to pick four they would be in that four i agree i agree with that and chandler also said the u the u would take down texas a&m and he was correct on that one coach mack uh cut his losses he uh he hedged he went alabama to lose to texas that was correct he also had texas losing to alabama that was incorrect (laughs) so he goes one and one yeah i won't do that anymore that would that defeated the purpose of the exercise i like you making a mockery of my show my life hey don't hate the player (laughs) hate Hate the the game. game All right, so on the year, Chandler's two and two. I'm two and two. Coach Mack one and three. Uh, it is slim pickings this week. I kind of want to look ahead to week four schedule, see if they bail us out at all. No. Yeah, they do. There are a lot of great games. All right, we'll do that in a moment. Um, I am uh, my top 10 team to lose. This was tough to pick. I think there was two possibilities. And I'm going to go with Washington to lose to Sparty. I don't think it'll happen. Mel Tucker out. This is like yeah. a rally around the interim coach really? situation. Yeah, we haven't talked about Mel Tucker yet, and we haven't talked about uh, the Carolina situation with the uh, Tez. Oh, yeah. We, Tez uh, Walker. Yeah, we need to talk about both those situations at All some right. point. We got time. <laughs> uh, give me Sparty over Washington. Chandler, who's your top 10 team losing? I am going to go, and I actually looked at that game. I actually looked at it the opposite of you i i just kind of thought maybe that's a distraction with the dismissal of mel tucker and the situation surrounding him man i'm going to go the fighting the fighting alana at home against penn state you know why i didn't pick that one because of mac mccarthy he's been hyping up penn state in my ear for the last month so i didn't take it good move coach mac yeah i gotta go with you washington and there's no chance that any of these games are going to pan out for the top 10 anyway. There are a couple chances in the top 25, but no chances in the top 10. No chance, we'll he says. We'll see. We'll see. Michael Perry said it best. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let's go top. Looking forward to basketball season so I can talk to Coach Perry. <laughs> Coach Perry is a good man. Yes, he is. He's. Uh, I like talking hoops with him. All right, top 25. Uh, they've already lost once this year. Why not another one? Let's go. Uh, let's go. The Cowbells uh, in Starkville being too much for Brian Kelly and his family. Family and LSU. Give me the Bulldogs over it's a big LSU. Big game. It's a really big game. LSU absolutely must win this game. Yep. 
so uh I'm, that should be pretty fun like, give me uh mississippi state all right chandler your top 25 team to lose a lot of people will probably think i'm crazy probably a lot of people will probably nah. disagree with me nah i've always been a pj fleck guy i've always liked his energy and i mean his message to his teams uh i think they're going to be rowing the boat in chapel hill this weekend uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Minnesota, but North Carolina's there for the taking after what we saw. I mean, Coach Mack, you thought Carolina would be able to hand, handle App State pretty easily yeah. in the two it, overtimes. It will be an upset if it happens because Carolina is a seven-point favorite over the Gophers. You're talking about Heisman's earlier. Drake Mays' Heisman hopes took a hit because he had like 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but they were able to run all over App State. Yeah, they, they're not throwing the football, so his numbers are going to be down, but uh, his stock his stock draft uh, status is not uh, down. Right. All right. Who's your top twenty-five team to lose? I, I go with Carolina too. I don't. You know, there are several possibilities here, but uh, but uh, Carolina wasn't impressive, and th- and this is a dangerous game for them. Uh, I don't really think they're going to lose, but I'll pick them. Other uh, options. You like K State, right? I do. And yeah. they are on the road to Missouri. That's an option we could have taken. You uh, shied away from that. How about any chance Beamer Ball takes down Georgia? Less than zero. Okay. All right. Not going to happen. South Florida is hosting Alabama. Alabama, we, we talked about this. They've lost two non-conference home games since Saban's been there. One of them was Saturday, and one of them was the very first game he coached at Alabama. Uh, the chances of him losing two in a row, although he has lost th- I think they're four and three in their last seven games against mm. Power Five teams. Well, they don't play a Power 5 team, so they'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, Just talk about the trend. Trends are not looking good for uh, the guys in Tuscaloosa. Oregon State is a 24.5-point favorite against San Diego State. It's a lot of points. Um, Let's see. Any others on the slate? Could have gone Florida over Tennessee. Tennessee's only won twice there in the last quarter century. They don't win very often in uh, in Gainesville. Break out the Steve Spurrier jokes. Yeah. He used to love talking about Tennessee, right? Yes, he did. Can't spell citrus, citrus without ET. That's right. <laughs> and that was crazy because he was a he was a Tennessee guy from Johnson City, Tennessee. Mm. And then uh, just turned on him. Colorado State could they be the team to knock the shine off of primetime? Not the same chance Beamer has. Okay, so uh, yeah, not a great slate, folks. But uh, I guarantee. There will be some classic finishes coming up. Um, looking at week four real quick, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, uh, Florida State at Clemson is week four at noon, Colorado at Oregon, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Bama, uh, when's Ohio State, Notre Dame? Is that late? Oh, 730. All right. I like that. The Florida State Clemson game being at noon kind of makes me mad. Yeah. Uh, you know that that deserves a better spot although clemson laid an egg so that's why it's at noon instead of at night we got a flip can we do a schedule swap here Seven thirty cbs next week iowa at penn state get iowa off my primetime television iowa should not be they they're rated r <laughs> not suitable uh for anyone so yeah, I like that's like Colorado, Oregon uh, is a three thirty, as is Ole Miss, Bama. So yeah, you've got some options coming up on uh, that day. All right, um, oh we got a few minutes left before we take a break. So you, uh, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Tez Walker, Tez Walker, Mel Tucker. This whole thing is just crazy, Mel Tucker. Yeah, 
I mean, it's uh, you know, even the accusation is is almost unacceptable. The uh, and NC, and of all schools, Michigan State with all the Nasser problems and everything else that's gone on there, uh, and then they bring Mark D'Antoni back, Mark D'Antonio back to the uh, bench. Oh, I didn't know that. He's coming as a special assistant. He'll be on the he'll be on the headset on the sideline. That's why I have them beating Washington on that's, Saturday. Well, that that certainly entered my mind, but uh, <laughs> but that that's still such a stretch. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah the the allegations and then the the victim here and what she was doing. Yes, and her yeah. It's uh, I don't I don't even want to talk about it really. And and then you've got the, you've got what seventy million dollar buyout, uh, you know, hanging in the balance for to see how this thing goes. There's no way he coaches there again, uh, so it's just a matter of are they going to pay him or are they not going to pay him. And it, it, is it one of those cases too where like, and boy did they find a reason, but like they got a reason to get him out, so get him out. Like they, his he wasn't there long anyway. And this whole thing is you know like like we mentioned the Michigan State factor to start with and then actually there there were two alums paying this salary this hundred million dollars over 10 years there were two alums paying the salary i don't know if they want to get out of paying the rest of it or not i don't i don't know if they care about that or they got so much money it doesn't matter but the the whole thing is a mess and the carolina thing there there's so many things to to tez walker's deal you know he didn't play at one of the two schools that he did to he's absolutely transferring for the second time which is clear in the rules that you can't do that uh and and coaches have complained all over the country you know you've got to clean this up you can't let them just keep transferring without sitting out this this ruling came about because of what the coaches wanted Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's it is an exceptional circumstance because north carolina central didn't even play football the year he was there then he left and then and then even the second school he went to kent state the head coach left which is one of the things that triggered your, right. your your ability to transfer so uh you, you can see both sides of this argument and but if the ncaa loses this they may cease to exist that moment because they if they can't enforce this rule there is no rule that they can enforce i had a question like so what if north carolina just puts them on the field <clears throat> then what happens well, I mean that's fine. I guess they can forfeit the games and uh, and you know do they care? I don't. No, know. right. Like I mean, do, you know, postseason they're going to take that away from the team. They're, I mean, there there are implications for sure. Yeah. Although you know the last time Carolina got in trouble with the NCAA, they just lawyered up and and waited it out till the NCAA gave up. I can't even remember the guy's name anymore. Marvin Melvin Marvin. Who was the defensive lineman that got they like had pictures? Oh, I was of. talking about the academic. Uh, well, this is case. was part of that, right? Um, with the whole classes and stuff. I can't even remember that guy's name anymore. The big time defensive lineman. It was so long ago, but it like just kept. Uh, you know, you can go in and get a continuance. They got a continuance for like two decades yes, on that thing. Did. Yes, they did. Uh, all right, Coach Mack. Uh, Marvin Austin. Marvin Austin. Thank you. Cannot remember his name. Uh, Chandler n- jumping in there. I have not watched NASCAR in about a month. So what have I missed? Well, we're in the playoffs. A lot, playoffs. Of, a lot of people had problems last week in Kansas. Headed to Bristol this week where uh, tempers ch- tend to flare anyway. You going? Uh, I am not. I'd, uh, I will go to Martinsville later on. Um, would love to go to Bristol. Actually, I'm headed to, to Chattanooga to do some consulting uh, work with basketball. But I, So I should just stop in there. But, uh, but no, I'm not going. 
Uh, and since it's such a week slate of college football, you can check that out Saturday night. Saturday night race coming up. Oh, I'll I'll be watching. The You'll race. be watching that. Oh, yeah, but I'll be watching. Who's the uh, the front runner to win it? I don't think there is anybody. Denny Hamlin has run awfully well. Uh, Truex has kind of been a disappointment. William Byron has not been outstanding. Um, you know, Larson still might be the the guy. Uh, he's the most talented guy, but uh, the most talented guy doesn't always win. Coach Mac, enjoyed the chat. We'll uh, we'll talk to you via phone next week. If that's okay. Absolutely. That Appreciate you guys. Fun. Thank you. Always y'all. enjoyed. Mac McCarthy joining us hour number one. We talk college football, college sports here Tuesdays on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. When we return, Mully will spread the love, the Jordan love, as uh, his pack rolled over the bears we'll talk about that we'll talk some pirate football and a whole lot more coming up hour two pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Bryce Williams coming up later on. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today at his press conference. Parker Moore, Jack Powers as well. 0-2 East Carolina heading to 1-1 Appalachian State. Mike Mullis comes in with a pep in his step because he's got love in his heart and love on his football team. And Mully, uh, first of all, how you doing, sir? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Coming off week one of the NFL, great win for your pack against the Bears. And the Jordan Love era is officially here. And meet the new boss, same as the old boss, the Bears, uh, dominated by the Packers. That's just the, the story of your football life almost. I love love. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it, like, I, I love love. I mean, I, look, he, um, what a difference a year makes. Yeah. I mean, he was like, uh, you know, left for dead. By you? Yo, by and everybody. Yeah. But, you know, I go back to when you called me the day that he was drafted. And you go, what do you think about that? And I was like, well, you know, he's a good. I was trying to find the positive. You were, yeah. And uh, then you saw a little sample size. And it was awful. In regular season, but preseason, whatever. And you were like, yeah, I don't, it's I don't bad. Think, yeah. But he's, you know, he's figured some stuff out. And, you know, I don't, and I was thinking uh, with the staff there. It's got to be way easier to coach Jordan Love than it was to coach Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he wants to do. Well, before the Achilles deal. But he's kind of going to play his game regardless of what you say to a point. Uh, so I think, you know, that may be the uh, the X factor and, you know, the potential success I mean, for the pack. Who knows? You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. We'll get there in a moment. It took Justin Fields 37 pass attempts to get to 216 yards. That's, that is awful. Yeah. 
that is not good four sacks for the bears so they just i really thought dominated they were, everything i really thought they were going to be really good offensively yeah i mean i and i didn't expect that the packers will put up the points they put up but but they did in the packer defense i think was as build so i you know it'll be there is certainly optimism i, I think the packers are kind of like the colorado of uh, the nfl this year like maybe these guys are a little better than we thought they were and how about the lions going to arrowhead and winning and then the vikings losing at home to the bucks so that division i think it's going to be fun all year to follow what happens in the nfc and i I think that that lions game was the epitome of yes they got the w but clearly kansas city lost that game that game they i mean they just i mean when's the last time you saw that many drops by kansas city team and and i mean big moments like Darius Tony pretty much handed away yeah. the the game. That's right. To he, the Lions. He, he lost that game. That's right. Ah, uh, brutal. All right. How about last night, Molly? Huh. Man, <laughs> I you know I I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, say what I, you want to well, say. I, 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 <laughs> You're not a Rodgers guy. I know I'm not. And and, and and I you know the whole hype train following kind of his move over and. There was potentially a, a a a waiver in jest that that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't make it, uh, karma wouldn't make it out of the out of the game due due to an injury, and I was referred to as Nostradamus. But I, look, I even said when he went over there, and it's somewhere in the archives here, that something's going to happen. He's not going to finish the whole season. First off. You could almost make that wager based on the fact that he's 39 years old. Yeah. And I don't know how seriously he's taking his offseason conditioning uh, between, you know, smoking peyote and all the other things he's done. So there's a certain point where it's a, it's kind of a calculated bet that, you know, he, he's not going to be as game ready as he would be if he were a rookie I, or a younger guy. I think the peyote and ayahuasca and all that stuff actually helps him. Uh, he, he's actually has the body of a 32-year-old. Well, he's going to have plenty of time for it now. <laughs> Does he come back? I, the only reason that I would say yes is ego. But, I, I mean, clearly he doesn't need the money. Um, I don't know. And, and, you know you, you, what kind of deal was he on? Do you know the length? Uh, I think it was I'll look it three up. years. I think it's three years, 30-some million. He gave some money back. <clears throat> anyway. But... You know, and it's funny. It, it, it's not. I mean, it is a little funny, but it's it's the Jets and the Mets. I mean, what those dudes? They just. I mean, they're snake bitten. I heard somebody talking earlier in the week. They were really concerned, like no matter the fact that they took Aaron Rodgers and the Jet, and this was a Jets fan, and that the Jets were now looking up and trending up, and everything was going to be great there. Uh, but would the Giants still find a way to overshadow them? Well, the answer is no. But it probably didn't work out exactly. Uh, the way either team thought that the conversation would go after week one. Giant egg from the Giants on Sunday night. And, boy, the Bills should be thanking Aaron Rodgers and his injury because we're, we're not even really talking about Buffalo losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets. I mean, that just a disgusting loss from the Bills last night. How who, do you lose that game? Who was worse, Josh Allen or uh, Joe Burrow? Mm, I... I mean, for two guys that going into the season, everybody's fighting fighting to get them on their fantasy team, and the only worst quarterback to have on your fantasy team this week would have been Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Burrow was bad, bad. I would say Allen was a little better, but the fact that they couldn't roll up, and, and credit the Jets' defense, sure, but three interceptions from Josh Allen. He also is not very smart. 
the 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 way he does yeah. not get out of bounds, not slide randomly. Instead of going out of bounds, he cuts back in to lower the shoulder. Instead of sliding, he ju- he tries to jump over defenders. He is evil Knievel out there. He's not going to make it. That just uh, plays like an, an idiot out there sometimes. So the three interceptions he threw last night was all to the same guy. It was Jets, uh, jet safety Jordan Whitehead. He needed three interceptions to meet his incentive, uh, his $250,000 incentive, and he got that last night. Man, good for him. He's good for the year. Well, <laughs> all right, guys, I'm done. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Eric M. said one major side effect of ayahuasca is being overrated. I mean, I, mean, I, don't, dude. I don't think you can say Rodgers is dude. overrated. He's one of the best, most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah, I, I, but like, I, I mean, four I, I, plays into the game. You disagree with that? No, I mean, I, he, he's a good, he's, he's, I'm not saying this iteration of him. I'm just yeah, saying no, no, a good player career. that can't win in the postseason. One time. So, I mean, you know, but yeah, he's a good player. Greg Maddox was a good pitcher that couldn't win in the postseason, but I, one time. Well, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Yeah, I don't, I, that, the Braves won one World Series, but I still think they were awesome. They were. You know, Rodgers lovers are going to bring up the argument about them never helping him, and especially past the Jennings and driver days. He's well, he's like the that. one that kept wanting to bring in his, his buddies that are, that are <laughs> that are also in their late 30s. Who I mean, had Rodgers so. going out before Randall Cobb? No, it, 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 what's funny to me now, I, wasn't some, one of the commentators made a comment, they're really going to have to lean on uh, Randall Cobb and uh, what's his name? Uh, Lazard. 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 To, for, for, for some senior or some you know leadership in the locker room, whatever. Those dudes are like asking right now, what are their retirement options? They're like, look, if Aaron's not playing, why? I mean, why? I didn't sign up for. Yeah, why do I need? I'm not going to sit here and watch. You know, uh, Wilson be the dude that comes out and plays. I mean, come on, Garrett Wilson, elite. What a catch he had, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yes. Oh, oh, you're talking about Zach Zach Wilson, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. That was awesome. Uh, just to, to kind of take over there, had two big catches that touchdown drive, and then uh, boy, the Bills just blew it. Absolutely blew it. Tough, uh, tough L for them. Who is the Jets going to get? All right, so who, who are they reaching out to get the most? I mean, who's Tom the, Brady? Who's the guy? Let's uh, let me see where I saw this tweet. Jordan Schultz is this a real person? Because this doesn't seem real. NFL Insider. Fair enough. How about Fitz? Does Fitz come out of retirement? This could be even better. The Jets have inquired about former Chiefs quarterback Chad Henney. Well, I, okay. <laughs> I mean that. Uh, if that doesn't get you fired up, hey, Holt Naylor's. Let's you know, this is, yeah, make it available, right? Um, yeah, Fitz was actually. Did you watch the Mannings last night, Chairman? I didn't. I did. All and right. when Fitz put the helmet on, it was a little bit like, "Hey, Fitz." The the earpiece was kind of reverberating in the helmet. It was like Fitz. And I think finally somebody told him, "Like, man, you're killing this. You got to take the." But he was sitting there. It was funny to me. He had his Jets helmets behind. He would switch the helmet. Yeah. No, I only saw him ever put the Bills helmet on. I must have yeah. missed part of it. Yeah. I think it was all Bills. Uh, John McEnroe was up there wearing his Jets hat. Who would they have anybody else, Molly? McEnroe. I didn't get in. Fitz. I didn't watch that part till the till later on. Okay. After I do believe that he had two of uh, because well, uh, he had a Jets helmet up there because yeah. I think the Jets fumbled with like four minutes left, or uh, the Bills fumbled with uh, 
four minutes left, and then he took that one off and put on a Jets helmet. So it was pretty funny. Big moment there, the kick return to win the game by the uh, undrafted guy of what, Kent State, I think is where that kid was from. But that was uh, Stephen F. Austin, I believe. Stephen F. Austin, that's right. Yeah. It was pretty pretty cool moment where they showed when they you know put him on the team, the GM, and Sala bring him in, and they kind of do the, him. yeah, hey, you know, you've done a lot of good things, blah, blah, blah. But then they tell him, hey, you're a Jet, welcome aboard. And that was a pretty cool deal for him. Jamie's got a name, Carson Wentz. Mm. Okay. What do you think, Clipper? Uh, if you want to go five and whatever, bring in Wentz. Uh, Chad says it's time to eat some W's. Jameis would be fun. Jameis needs a starting job. He is so entertaining. He will make it fun. But really, the Jets, I, I mean, to get back to seriousness, they have a playoff defense. They have a playoff run game. We saw that last night with yeah. Brees Hall that and Dalvin Cook. Is nasty. They need a game manager type of guy, somebody just not to screw it up. So, Molly, if they do go out and get some kind of washed up veteran, uh, Flacco was there recently, right? He was there last year. <laughs> yeah. uh, just bring somebody in that can hand the ball off and hit Garrett Wilson about five times a game, and they might actually could do something. How about somebody off the Panthers bench, little uh, the red the Red Ranger? I mean, he would be. That would why not. Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not Andy Dalton? But if they take him, then we have no backup quarterback. Well, so. it's okay. But take him. But yeah, like Brees Hall coming off his ACL injury last he year. Looked last, he looked great. Dynamite. 127 yards off of 10 attempts. Um, he had two runs over 20 yards. So it's yeah, good he looked, night. yeah, he looked really good last night. I bet night. Jason Nichols was watching that game saying, see the different ways they're getting him the ball? Yeah. Just like he did the other they're day. They're getting him Bichon. out in space? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I hear there's going to be a watch party for the game this weekend. That's right, Molly. We planned this earlier. Join us during the No, that was a great setup, man. Yeah, no. I, Presented I, by Celsius. I'd heard a little something about it. You trying to come? I mean, I might. Yeah? Yeah. Molly, did you just invite yourself and I'm excited about it? I guess kind of. <laughs> Jordan Love has Molly so fired up for football now. He wants to come hang out with us and watch football. Yeah. I can't commit to the whole game, but I, you know. I, oh, here we go. Now he's going to. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think, get my hopes up. I think it'll be a good time. Come on, man. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Molly's in. Let's do it. 3.30, Saturday, YouTube, Facebook Live, Watch Party, Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall, Clip Rock, P- Mark, Mike Mullis, to be determined. I'm no, I, I've already committed to it. No, he's here. Mike Mullis in. Billy Weaver is a is probable. He's man. a definite maybe. Chan Man will be in Boone. I'll be in Boone, but man, I kind of wish I could be here to watch a game with Mike Mullis. That'd be fun. Well, hey, there's plenty of opportunities, buddy. I'm not going anywhere. He is here to stay, and uh, will be with us. Looking forward to that. All right, uh, can we take a break? Can you do one sure, more? Sure, yeah. I got uh, Adam Witten coming up later this hour, play-by-play voice of the App State Mountaineers. We will have that for you. Uh, Jamie says, I remember Mully baseball watch party. That was good. Mully's good in any. Mully's the type of guy. Mully is the Marcus and Jason Nichols of like the football watch along. A lot of insight, a lot of analysis going on. I like to think I'm a Mike Mullis type of guy where I can be a chameleon, kind of fit in with my surroundings. Yeah. We'd, you can yeah. go up and talk to anybody. We'd just talk a ball. Get along with anybody. Yeah. Be fun. Uh, Eric said, Mully can't stay the entire time. He might actually enjoy himself. Okay. Eric, Mully is on a high today. We're doing good. Let's not bring it down, man. I don't, I don't even worry about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> brush it right off the shoulder. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like The Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join DriveHereNow.com. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live NFL Week 1 ends on a walk-off punt return touchdown in overtime. The Jets, with their Super Bowl hopes coming to an end, start 1-0 after a win over the Bills. All happened in one night. Yeah. Although Mike Mullis might argue they didn't have a chance. And no, I don't think Even with their Emotional roller coaster. That it was. The Commanders are 1-0. How about that? Good for you. Good for them. The Packers are 1-0. Chan still waiting on his team's first win of the year. How about the old Monday Night Football doubleheader coming up week two? And the first one, it'll be at Chandler's Panthers taking on the Saints. And, man, we talked about this going into the year, Chandler. I don't like a week one divisional game. I certainly don't like week one and two being divisional games because it's so early. But, man, you can really get behind the eight ball, especially considering that the Saints are already one and up. Everybody in the division's one and up because the Buccaneers, who nobody thought <laughs> was going to go on the road and get a win against the Minnesota Vikings, did so. So the Panthers are already behind the eight ball when you look at the division record. And this is a huge game. I think – I mean, last week was a huge game, and both of these games are a huge game. So, um, <laughs> give us that rundown again. <laughs> it's just a lot of huge, a lot of huge games. I'm, it's a huge game. It's a big <laughs> ball game. It's a big huge ball game. game. Hey, um, b- bigger surprise: the Browns or the Baker Mayfields? Uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Baker. You think so? I had the Browns winning? I did not have to blow them out. No, that's what I'm. I mean, yeah. they, they they that like they look legit. Yeah, that division, and I was going to go a different direction, Molly. I was going to ask you what fan base is more worried right now, the Steelers or the Giants, because both of those teams got absolute – or the Bengals. I guess you could throw them in too. You know, I think, okay, Burrow started 0-2 last year, so maybe he plays his way into form. The Steelers have Mike Tomlin, so you feel like he's <laughs> going to get you least. to 500. Yeah. G-Man? Yeah. That was ugly. Yeah. And are the Cowboys that good? And you know They're what? That good I, defensively. They are that good defensively. And I thought Dak Prescott was perfectly mediocre. Like he he didn't try to win the game. Well, he didn't have to. But he just it's almost like they said, Dak, listen, we've tried this for what, eight years now for you to be like this explosive playmaker. It's not working out. So how about just manage the game and let our defense win it? And uh, he didn't have to do anything, and like you said, uh, didn't make any mistakes. That's all. No. That's all you want. Played a clean football game when you're dominating the way they are. Uh, Jamie said, "Don't understand why the Saints Panthers get to Monday night game." Oh man, that was kind of what I said uh, before we went on the air. That didn't. I mean, that just is not a game that gets you fired up. But they, I mean, they're clearly in the B slot on Monday night football, right? Seven o'clock on. What are they on? ESPN. We're ESPN. Yeah. Uh, Browns, on the Browns and Steelers are on ABC. ABC, yeah. That's at 8 o'clock. And that is uh, 
pretty big game here week two yep. Steelers need to show something after uh getting blown out week one all right Molly um how many touchdowns are the Pirates gonna score on Saturday uh optimistically I'll say three realistically three. ten points. one and a half ten points so one man it has been a struggle without a turnover and the defense giving the offense the ball at the two-yard line, we have no touchdowns through two weeks. I know it. It's crazy. And and it's just you, you hope to see signs of life, signs of improvement, and we just haven't really seen those signs right now. No, and I, I mean, I, the, the problem is, Clip, I, I, I listened to the show some yesterday, and, and obviously you and I have talked offline some. I, I mean, what else can be said? Like, I, like it's, it's, it's not very good right now. Uh, I think you just summed it up. Hopefully – you know, we'll see progress. I, I don't know what the personnel changes that need to be made are. I mean, obviously, I think everybody looks at that quarterback position and feels like they've maybe been sold a bill of goods with, you know, how good Garcia is. Maybe he's got to figure things out. I, I don't know. I, I know it's, I know it's got to be baffling for that whole staff. It's not like they're not working at it. And, and I will tell you, you know, in, in college athletics, especially in the vir- in the environment that the game is now. Um, recruiting is a whole new animal right you're you're you are having to mass recruit and hoping you don't miss on guys now obviously garcia has been here for a while they should have a little better feel for what they have there or yeah. don't have uh but as it relates to the other maybe inefficiencies or um the, the bad play we've seen and some of the other skill spots some of that stuff is to be expected when you're having to recruit you know the mass numbers that they're having to bring in it's a bit alarming not to have a a guy at receiver we've right. just had it for decades That's and right. decades even before, like and going back you can always pick out a stud receiver and maybe not even one that made it to the next level but like an andre allison or a lance lewis right. like those guys that would, would and then of course the zays who had maybe the best play on sunday uh with this touchdown no, what a great catch, catch he had hardy and the list goes on and on we found a gym with isaiah winstead to pair with cj we do not have that right now um our best playmaker Looks like it's the true freshman running back. No question about it. Either him or Gunn. I mean, I, I, you know, and I, I, I still, it still looks to me like Rajay's not quite convinced uh, that he's perfectly healthy. But he's not. You know, it's it's, it's easy when it's a a a burner. Like you go, okay, his speed's back. He's good. That's not Rajay's. No, no. So I, you know, it's 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 um. Yeah, you're right. I mean, both those guys, the two running backs, and, and again, I don't think Rajay's a bad addition to that, but that's the, that's the strength of your team. The problem is they're only as good as what the offensive line will give them. Rajay's a, a great running back to have when you're up by four in the fourth quarter. Right, you and just you need, need to, to run grind it out. Right. Uh, but when you are not scoring and you have to play catch up, you're going to need a, a bond or somebody like that and find <laughs> Jason Nichols was screaming the other day when Bijan Robinson, he's a, he's a Falcons fan. When Bijan scored on a screen pass, not because he was excited about the Falcons. It was, he said, that's what we need to do. No, that's exactly right. Get him out, get creative, do some different things. And I don't even know that necessarily saying a screen play is terribly creative. You know, it's hey, let, let's let. I think they're going to have to throw a lot of smaller and intermediate routes to to outlet guys on, on both sides, and it's going to be those backs out of the backfield. I, I just don't know how. 
I don't know how capable this offensive, uh, this wide receiving core is. I, I mean, again, you know, and, and also in the past, there's always been that safety valve of at least a reasonable tight end that you could get the ball yeah. to that they gave you a chance for a five to seven to ten yard gain, uh, and that doesn't seem to be there yet. And, and how much of it is, how much of it is quarterback play? How much of it is line play? Uh, where's the combination? I, you know, I don't know. I, I th- again, we keep saying this every week, and, and after Michigan, we kind of joke. Well, we don't really know any more than we knew before Michigan. Uh, but then you play Marshall, which you should, you know, maybe think that that's going to be a better barometer and give you a better feel for where you are. You come out of that game, and you're like, well, I don't know that I know any more now. Either that, or we know that uh, we right. are not good. Right. Well, and and I hope that's not the case, but that's the way it's looking right now i think the thing that would concern me more clip is that um it's not like marshall played great they had half a dozen drops that were pretty pretty big big drops i mean they had some penalties that were pretty big it wasn't like they played a perfectly clean game and ran away with it late and i understand the part you know pirate nation saying hey we were in it you know late in the game or whatever but that you know, it's the if this and if that. If if well, you're building your team off of the ifs, you're you're in trouble. The Pirate Nation might be saying that, but Mike Houston said that today. He's like, we're, we we got to lead in the fourth quarter. We played like he was okay with what the score was at the time when the wheels fell off. Right. Well, he likes it that way. Like that's 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 his way of football. Play them close and win it close. But well, and I think that you know that that kind of brings up another another point. I, I think the. Uh, I think Donnie's probably gotten a little bit of uh, unfair criticism from the standpoint of he's, you know, he's got to follow the culture and the philosophy of what the head coach wants. Uh, and if it's smash mouth football, and, and Mike Houston said that since, you know, since he's been here, that he wants to be able to run the football offensively and he wants to be able to stop the run defensively. And I think this defense is decent against the run, not very good at all against the pass. Conversely, Maybe reasonable running the ball, maybe, but not very good throwing it. So and I you, mean, you're going to get even worse running the ball if you can't throw because teams are yeah, just going to load it up. Yeah, fill the box. And, you know, and I look if if <laughs> the scary part is if App State can repeat their performance from last week, I don't know that there's a whole lot that the team we've seen to this point can do to stop them. I mean, they they were really good against Carolina quarterback. Their quarterback was really good, JUCO kid good players so i mean i it could be um i mean we got to hope for the best and and and, you know and unfortunately the flip side of that cliche is hope for the best and prepare for the worst so i i don't uh i i again i just don't i don't feel like i have a good enough feel for what's out there to have a real strong opinion and you're right that's probably um a certainly compounding negative because we don't want to come out and say we just don't want that's right (laughs) what we've seen is two games in you don't want to you know you don't want to surrender yeah and, and and you know, the real challenge for that staff, in my opinion, is keeping the locker room. Yeah. And, and I, 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 boy, it's it's got to be very very difficult in there right now. And, and I didn't want to ask that question to the players or to Houston after week two, but like after week three, I think it's a pretty fair question. Yeah, uh, you know, and you come back, you know, you come back for week four. Hopefully, the outcome of this game at App State's positive. But you come back with Gardner Webb, and you've talked about it up, you know, since day one that. Uh, it's a scary thing if they were to come well, back going three. I have uh, said that, you know, we're going to win that game, all that. Gardner-Webb is receiving votes. They're like the 28th ranked FCS yeah, They're not bad. And they have a good offense. And they were in the playoffs last year. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's not... I'm not telling anybody to freak out. But. It's not a cakewalk. No. I mean, and, and listen, when you're playing like this team is playing right now, there are no cakewalk games. Uh, you know, when you go, okay, everybody, everybody that's listening to this loves sports enough to have played the game where you start counting wins. Like, all right, yeah. what do you think they're going to do? And, you know, there are a lot of people felt like, you know, seven wins was possible, no less than six, and then your naysayers were five, but maybe here's one they could steal to get bowl eligible. Man, I, you go back and play that game now, it can uh, it can be very concerning. Josh says, so in practice, Mason looks good against our bad passing defense. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably, uh, unfortunately, a pretty fair statement. It, you know, it's, it's easy to look good against air. Jamie says, there was never, ever any real feeling of being in control of that game, even when leading. The Pirates had back-to-back, I want to say. I know we got in their territory both times. One drive in the third quarter started in Marshall territory, and ECU did nothing with it. And I felt in a pretty good spot with those two drives beginning. By the time those drives ended, both in punts, when you're right there in their territory, that's when you start to say, all right, they're one score away, Marshall is, from... Uh, when they scored a touchdown to go up four, it felt insurmountable. I That's was right. like, Completely. all right, we can probably kick a field goal. I don't think we're going to score another touchdown. And unfortunately, I was right on that one. Yeah, no, and it's uh, – again, that game was was just kind of hard to watch, period, regardless of the names on the helmets or, or uniforms. It was just kind of a – kind of a, an ugly football game it, you know it reminds me a little bit and not to pile on chance panthers but it kind of reminds me how we've become accustomed to watching the panthers play over time where when they've won they've won ugly games one late uh, uh you know you take away especially the you know the, the 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 stuff you'd get out of cam newton but otherwise it was just kind of ugly football that, that that they'd find ways to win that's kind of how that game felt the other day it just came out on the on the wrong side Robert said, "Clip Charlotte's team didn't look too bad. They were up like fourteen nothing on Maryland. Ended up losing. So if you're asking me today, Robert, would I rather have Mike Houston or Biff Pogey? Give me Mike Houston. Biff is still going with the cutoff T-shirt. I guess these that's his thing every week. No, I cannot wait to see that in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium." So I have a. Uh, I was talking to a uh, a friend who's a big Clemson guy. That's kind of off 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 topic but but not really and he was talking about the uh you know the clemson duke game and he was uh mentioning that he was lamenting the fact that apparently clemson practiced in the indoor facility the whole week like one day a week they went outside but duke refused to go inside to toughen up to play clemson so he was making the statement as it relates to the indoor facility here y'all don't need that thing it's you know, we we made a mistake by which I you know I, I thought was a little bit a little bit amusing, but I uh, you but know did you tell him that we practiced all week in the heat last week and we lost to Marshall? Well, I yeah maybe we were worn out. Yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, I mean it's interesting. You, yeah. you know, fans will look for anything. Oh yeah, uh, fans love to talk about how players these days uh, lack toughness and heart and all that stuff. Yeah, that's well, a that's an easy go to. No, it is, and and I, you know, it's it's different players, different days. I mean, it, the, the, look again, if you're a sports fan at all in this environment, you understand that the landscape is very fluid, uh, and yeah, these dudes have a lot more amenities than anybody ever dreamt they would have. Uh, that's been part of the arms race, uh, but there's also a lot more money at stake than there's ever been. Uh, so you know, you got to do what you can do to keep them healthy and keep them out there. All right, Molly, let's uh, wrap it up here. Commanders at Denver, week two. Denver's 0-1. 
Can Washington get to two and a? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, absolutely. Why not? Packers are a road favorite in Atlanta. Do you love love enough to go win on the road? Hundred percent. All right. And Chandler's Panthers have the Saints Monday night. Can the Panthers get in the win column? Man, I just don't think so. <laughs> Chandler, give him one. Give him I one. Just don't Molly, give him so. one. Give him. I will give you one, but it won't be this game. <laughs> Not this week. Sorry, buddy. I mean, do you think that the Panthers can beat the Saints? I think they can. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I'm not picking them to. Okay. I, I'm not going to pick them to. In fact, I was with the Panthers all off season, and then I kind of realized that like they got a five eight quarterback. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be that rude. You know what? He hey, look. I agree with you, Chan. I think he's going to be okay in the long term, but. Uh, is that the dude that wins the Super Bowl? He don't have nothing going on around him right now. No, and are the Panthers going to change that? Do you see the Panthers getting aggressive in the free agent market in the offseason? I love this offseason. They're like, they never did this for Cam. They're bringing in Thielen and Chark. And, and then we're like, wait, Thielen and Chark? And Chark's not even playing? And Hunter Henry's your go-to guy? Hayden Hurst, I mean? Uh, it, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, that, It's a JV NFL team. It's zero. All right, Chandler's not even getting on mic. He's just I know what I saw. Go. He's just in there yelling. <laughs> All right, let's uh, – Molly, enjoyed it, man. Yeah, always. All right, we'll uh, see you Saturday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what do I need to bring? Chips and dip or what do we uh, – Can you bring a veggie tray? Sure. I love a good uh, carrot and broccoli and ranch. Yeah. All right, okay. thanks. Uh, we have our watch party presented by Celsius coming up during the game at 3.30 on Saturday. Molly will be along for the ride with – Jay Nick and Marcus Crandall will take a break. Come back. Adam Witten, play-by-play voice of the uh, Mountaineers of App State, joins us to give us a preview when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by the KT Pub Group, featuring great local places to eat, like the Sidebar and Christie's Euro Pub. Follow them on social media for the latest specials and more. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Well, Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Michael McCarthy, senior writer for something. What is that? Oh, front office sports. Says, despite agonizing Aaron Rodgers' injury, NFL believes Jets-Bills was the most watched Monday night football telecast since ESPN took over the package in 2006. What do you mean, believes? I feel like we see this every week. There's a new most watched game. I also heard that the stadium, uh, MetLife Stadium, was had more people in it than uh, the Super Bowl back in 2014. I believe that was the shellacking of the Broncos, uh, the Seahawks getting the win that year. Mm, I was at name redacted watching that one. 
that was pretty funny Sorry. uh i think these everybody just makes this stuff up like who's gonna fact check if this was the most watched and how do they even tell who's watching something like i know you can do it by streaming and stuff but like who's counting these things i don't know that's not a question that i can answer well that's why you're on the show today just for this one question that i had and you can't answer it i i can't man and i'm sorry to disappoint i also saw that colorado and nebraska had better ratings more viewers than alabama texas i find that hard to believe but i i read that but again nebraska colorado i feel like it's all made up i don't know man i think there's gonna be a lot of eyes every week on colorado on prime there's gonna be a lot of people staying up late this saturday uh 10 o'clock colorado state colorado espn all right let's uh oh no what is this oh cbs sports has the bottom 25 rankings we ain't been in here a while, but I guess uh, East Carolina is in the bottom 25 rankings. I did see a link. On CBS Sports. All right. Uh, let's go out to – we got to get out of that that rankings, and we'll do that by beating App State. Can we do that on Saturday? Let's get an App State preview now with the play-by-play voice of the Mountaineers. He is Adam Witten joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Adam, how you doing, man? Doing well. Looking forward to the game this Saturday. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. Thanks for having me absolutely looking forward to that and the game itself and appalachian state coming into the game at one and one we'll see gardner webb uh, coming up next week on east carolina schedule you knock them off 45 24 in week one and then another classic with north carolina two overtimes on saturday you guys fell uh, to the ranked tar heels but man every time appalachian state north carolina get together i guess we should just expect a classic right yeah it- seems that way and i wish that that was a series that would continue past this year but there's nothing currently on the schedule you know i didn't every every time we played them it just seems like the next game kind of one one ups it in terms of drama we won on a block field goal in 19 and then lost the game in the 60s last year that saw 62 combined points just in the fourth quarter and then of course this past saturday you get the double overtime game that uh, had all sorts of drama. And so all three of them were, were instant classics. And, yeah, it was uh, certainly heartbreaking, but our, the fan base is, is incredibly proud of the way that the program represented itself in Chapel Hill. Adam Witten joining us. Last time we saw the Mountaineers was 2021, and App State kind of bullied uh, their way to a victory, ran on the Pirates that day in Charlotte to kick off the 2021 season. Uh, same head coach in place, Adam, but but what you know, what else is similar from that team to this team? In this era of college football, things can change overnight. This is certainly a, almost a completely different East Carolina team as far as the players on the field go. How about on App State's side? Yeah, there, there's a lot of new faces on App State's side. And like you mentioned, Sean Clark is, is still the head coach. Uh, he's in his fourth season. I'd say one thing that is more similar to 2021 that is different from last year is that App has the same offensive coordinator that they did in, in 2021 in Frank Ponce. Frank Ponce was the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator in 2021 when Chase Bryce came into the program. And then... Coach Ponce left for Miami last year, and now he's back as, as the offensive coordinator with 
at, at the beginning of the season, Ryan Berger is the starting quarterback, and now Joey Aguilar. So Frank Ponce is a familiar name, at least from the game in Charlotte in 2021, but you know the names I mentioned in terms of quarterbacks, those are certainly new faces. You know, Nate Noel is a running back who is, who is back-to-back 100-yard games to start the season. He's a guy who led the league in rushing back in 2021. So there's some familiar faces on the offense. There are all new names and faces on the defense. App only returned four starters on defense this year, and one of them, Brendan Harrington, was lost to an ACL injury this past Saturday. So tons of new faces on defense, special teams, new defensive coordinator in Scott Sloan, who was a part of the staff for many, many years during the FBS transition. And so uh, some new faces, but but certainly some ones that maybe some of the folks from the Pirate Nation will remember from years ago. Well, Adam Witten joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, East Carolina App State coming up Saturday, 3.30. We're with you at 11.30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And of course, after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show will be uh, joined during the game by a couple of former Pirates, Marcus Crandall and Jason Nichols. And we'll be having a watch party on YouTube and Facebook Live. Check us out there. Adam uh, and East Carolina is trying to figure out what they have at quarterback. And uh, Mason Garcia, you know, has struggled through a couple weeks. We've seen a little bit of Alex Flynn. And Mike Houston won't come out and say it. Sounds like they might be rolling with Mason Garcia again. While we're trying to figure out our one, uh, App State has moved on to number two due to injury. And I've, I've read, anyway, that the the drop-off from Berger to Aguilar is not dramatic, Adam, that it was almost a 1A, 1B situation. Would you say that's uh, been the case? Because Aguilar obviously came in one week one and put up respectable numbers week two. Yeah, that, that's absolutely the case. And we've been saying all through the offseason, even going back to, to spring ball, you know, Joey was a part of the recruiting class in twenty that signed in December of 22 as a JUCO transfer out of California. And going into spring ball, we thought that this was going to be a true quarterback competition. And it was until the very end of fall camp when Ryan Berger was named the starter. But we knew that both guys were capable of being the starting quarterback. You just obviously have to pick one when you go out there to, to start the game. So Joey was, was always somebody that we could trust to lead the offense if the situation came up, and it did in the very first game. He came in with a couple minutes remaining in the second quarter and lit the world on fire with four touchdowns and only two incompletions in the game against Gardner-Webb and performed admirably this past Saturday. So, you know, going into the season, I think Pirates and Mountaineers fans were, were in very similar positions, not necessarily sure who the quarterback was going to be. And, you know, thankfully for App, they, they had two quarterbacks capable of doing the job because, as we learned very quickly, they, they needed both of them. So, yeah, there's uh, there's certainly no drop-off from, from Ryan to, to Joey. And um, we're, we're, we certainly learned that this past Saturday in Chapel Hill that Joey's more than capable of leading this offense. Speaking of quarterbacks, App State just saw a Heisman candidate in Drake May and put a little damper on uh, on those Heisman hopes. Maybe uh, Drake May goes 21 of 30 for just 208 yards, no touchdowns, no interception. Uh, the problem is uh, that North Carolina was able to run the ball 
337 rushing yards for the Tar Heels against App State. Uh, we've been saying on the ECU side, hey, we got some great backs, but if App State doesn't have to respect the pass, they can just load up the box and stop the run. I mean, was that a case of that on Saturday, uh, Adam, that they respected Drake May so much that they didn't want him to beat them and, and the running game got them, or are there deficiencies there in the run defense, you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, certainly App State's goal on defense is to make the other team one-dimensional. And while not many people are going to be able to do that against North Carolina because of of how good Drake May is as the quarterback and how good their offensive line is and their backs are big, you know, App was able to do that. But unfortunately, North Carolina was just able to run the ball so well that they didn't need Drake May to put up Heisman-type numbers. Um, And so... I don't. I think there's certainly things to clean up. I mean, if you give up 319 yards rushing in a game, it's not a great performance, and, and certainly there's improvements to be made. You know, I, I think it's, it's kind of early season. Their tackling was better, but a lot of yards in that game came after contact. I thought that their run fits were good. I thought that the scheme was good. But Amari and Hampton, the guy who ran all over them, is, is a big guy. He's, he's 220, 230-pound running back. And he, he broke a lot of tackles. And so, you know, App really struggled with tackling in the opener against Gardner-Webb. It was better against North Carolina, but still too many yards after contact. So I, I think guys were in the right place. You know, did they get caught out of alignment one or two times? Yeah. I mean, North Carolina busted a 68-yard run for a touchdown in the game when they were caught, caught in the wrong alignment. And so they'll clean that up. And, and as they get more used to the physical play of game speed, because you don't do as much contact during the preseason these days, you know, I, I do think the tackling will continue to improve. So I, I'm not necessarily super worried about what happened on Saturday, but I think we would all agree that when you give up over 300 yards rushing to a team, there, there's certainly improvements to be made. It's going to be a uh, great crowd, as you said, coming up this weekend, and hopefully uh, some purple and gold mixed in. I think there will be amongst the uh, black and gold there in Boone, East Carolina, and Appalachian State, 330. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and then, uh, you guys, I, I, I love this game. I think I talked about this uh, during the summer when we had you on, Adam, that uh, the non-conference slate wraps up with a trip to Laramie to take on Wyoming. Texas Tech knows how tough of a trip that is, losing to them in week one, but that's coming up on CBS Sports uh, Sports Network next Saturday before you get into conference play. So, very uh, challenging non-conference schedule to get you ready for what should be another wild year in the Sun Belt. Yeah, uh, certainly we, we like our challenging September. You know, last year, you go we went back-to-back with Carolina and Texas A&M to open the season and then conference games against Troy and James Madison. So, we know what September was like for the Mountaineers last year and this year is just as challenging. You know, uh, Gardner-Webb is, while they are an FCS opponent, they won their conference. They're a ranked team. They're 2-0 to start the year. They're, they're no pushover. Um, Carolina is a top-20 team right now. East Carolina is an in-state opponent at, at, at a, a peer conference. And, you know, East Carolina has had a really tough schedule so far, uh, certainly tougher than, than the Mountaineers because you open the season in a potential playoff team and, and – the, the game at Marshall, I think everybody would agree that game was a lot closer than what the final score indicated. So, um, yeah, and then going to Wyoming, they certainly got our attention before the season and even more so after a comeback win in overtime against Texas Tech. 
they've got another matchup with a with a highly ranked team this weekend. But we'll 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 look at the we'll look at the Cowboys when this one's all said and done because. Uh, East Carolina has certainly got every ounce of, of the team's focus coming in this week because uh, it's going to be a tough game. East Carolina is a, a, a much better team um, as Mike Houston has continued to, to build that program back. You know They weren't quite ready to take that step in, in 2021 in that game in Charlotte, but Coach Houston had the chance to, to build the program, recruit, and, and get this get this back to what Pirate Nation wants it to be. And so we're expecting a really tough team, even though, you know, while you guys may not be uh, certain what's going to happen at the quarterback position, we know there's a ton of talent around. Um, and so we're expecting a, a really challenging game on Saturday. All right, uh, Adam, can you give the Pirate fans uh, some players to watch on Saturday? And, and you mentioned the, the running back. Who are some key offensive skill guys that is uh, making plays so far for the Mountaineers in 2023 and uh, maybe a, a guy or two on defense to watch out for as well? Yeah, so, you know, we mentioned Nate Noel. Um, he's, he wears number five, and he's got back-to-back 100-yard games. He's their top running back. At the Joey Aguilar, the quarterback, if anybody watched the game against Carolina or Gardner-Webb, you know, you, you see him. At the receiver position, the guy who, who's really played the best through two games has been Deshaun Davis. He's our top slot receiver, whereas number six, he had his first career 100-yard game against Carolina, had a touchdown. He was targeted, uh, I believe, at least 12 or 13 times in the game against Carolina, so... Uh, he's someone that Joey Aguilar has really looked toward at the receiver position. Um, and then keep an eye on number eight, Dalton Stroman, who they really went after him a lot in the in the deep passing game. Dalton's a big guy, very fast, can make contested catches, made an unbelievable one-handed catch um, in, in one-on-one coverage on a 50-50 ball late in the game. So number eight, Dalton Stroman, is somebody I think that could have a breakout year as well this year. On defense, you know, we lost Brendan Harrington, one of our captains and leaders at the outside linebacker position. That, that's, that's a big one. Um, so we're, we're a man down there. Uh, the guys, the, the two guys up front that we've been really impressed with are two transfers out of the Big Ten. Number 12, Sean Collins, and number 5, Michael Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher had his first sack of the season in the fourth quarter against Drake May last week. Uh, he wears number five. So those two guys are monsters up front. They've been a huge addition to that defensive line as we tried to get bigger, stronger, faster up there. So, um, And then in the back end, number four, Nick Ross, is the captain, our leading tackler from a year ago, plays the safety position. Uh, he'll usually be around the football, hard hitter, very fast, good hands. So uh, he's someone else to watch on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, too. Great preview from Adam Witten, play-by-play voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. It'll be the Pirates and the Mountaineers going at it in Boone coming up Saturday at 3.30. Adam, uh, have a great call on Saturday, man. Enjoy the game. It should be a fun one, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Yeah, we're looking forward to hosting the the Pirate Nation for what looks to be uh, a tremendous afternoon weather-wise. So uh, we hope the fans enjoy a great game this Saturday. Good stuff. Thank you, Adam. There he is. Adam Witten, play-by-play voice of the App State Mountaineers with a preview of what we will see on Saturday. Let's take a break. Come back. Big Hour 3 on tap. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today at his press conference. We'll have our Fleet Feet rundown with Bryce Williams and a giveaway. It's all ahead. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, Cuban sandwich, and more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world desserts like the run, uh, excuse me, the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and... One, two, three, four. I saw the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. <laughs> Bryce Williams joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What's up, Bryce? Oh, not a whole lot. Just cleaning the shades. My croakies broke. Ah, oh, man. That is, uh, that's tough. That's tough right there. It is. I'll tell you what's tough. Bryce Williams football schedule. Yeah. It's a good thing they, um, I don't know, you were a, a real team player and didn't take off any games to go to events. You might have never played for I know, Yeah, I know, really. So we are entering week three. So far, you have had a wedding and a family birthday party to go to on saturday mm-hmm. this saturday you've got what did you say a double baby shower and a birthday i think jake's birthday this week a double dip baby shower and birthday event on saturday mm-hmm. and then the saturday after that you've got what's that what date's that the 30th that's the 30th wedding number two right wedding number two from my understanding if the uh calendar is correct your whole september is shot although you have found a way and you will find a way to watch the pirates no matter what you're doing there's a way question is do you want to watch the pirates (laughs) Mm, i do but daggummit man it it'll be hard to watch Bryce. Well, I mean, this one's a new new day. <laughs> sure, there are there. It's all new days, but yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful <coughs> as always, but I hope it doesn't get painful. <coughs> they say they they may, that you make your most improvements week one to week two. Oh no, we're in trouble. Right? Can we do that week two to week three? Can we make an improvement? I can we I do it week so. three, week four? Um, I, I hope that cliche is not true because yeah. we got way more improvements we need to make. Mm, way more. Uh, the offense is struggling, Bryce. Um, yeah. Without a turnover at the two yard line, we don't have a touchdown this year. Yeah. Luckily, we uh, they they hit number eighty for a touchdown. That's right. Shane Calhoun first touchdown of the season mm. and only touchdown yep. for ECU right now. Yeah. Bryce, uh, I don't know. Break it down from what you've seen so far. What is well? It's I, easy to point at the quarterback. Yeah, we have pointed pretty much every direction we can. We quarterback, can, we receivers, O line, offensive coordinator, head coach, everything, <laughs> everything. So, what is the most glaring issue you have seen with this offense? So the far? offense. Mm, I mean, of course, I would like to. 
And I was talking to a buddy about this. Well, I guess first off, I would like to obviously see a little more aggressive offense, but obviously, like when you're when I watch the game, you're sort of looking, you know, you're trying to get the big picture. And I'm sure you got guys going deep here and there, and obviously it determines whether the quarterback feels comfortable, if the receiver's getting open and all this, to maybe make that big play. You know, so there's that side of it. But then again, you know, obviously there's progression. So the go route might not even be – it may just be a, you know, um, a decoy for another, like, five-yard drag route. You know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously I'd like to see – I guess some more aggressive plays, but you know we're obviously not able to run the ball, and you know I always, you know, and what I've heard is, you know, they play for I'm trying to figure out how to word it, you know, I guess so, um, you know, the plays for most part get called, you know, obviously situational and typically are I would say the right play, obviously not every t- you know every point, but um, you know the one coach thing the coaches can't control, aka you know. Coach K, when he calls the play, he can't make the guys execute it the way it's supposed to be done. Um, so I see it from that perspective. So, I mean, a part of me, you feel like it may be more of an execution on the player's standpoint. Um, you know, Coach K doesn't throw the interception. Coach K doesn't, you know, drop the passes. So I'm leaning more. Maybe it's an execution deal um, on our side, you know, as the players. You know, obviously, and then maybe some plays could get called, but, you know, I'm not the OC, so I don't really know the situational part of it. You know, I'd like to see maybe not a screen if it's, you know, third and seven or something. But, like I said, there's it's situational plays, and it's called for a reason, and I would say it's more so an execution um, deal on for the players. So I think pointing the finger to, you know, Coach K, probably, you know, I don't think it's really the, the full reasoning, you know, so um, – that's my gist of it. <laughs> you know, it's it is frustrating and but I mean I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we can make some better calls, you know, as far as the OC goes, but um I'm going I'm I'm leaning more on the uh execution of the plays. All right. More so that. I'm trying to I'm gonna see how creative I can get with asking you questions today. I'm gonna see if I can <laughs> do my part. So, Bryce, I'm going to offer you uh, East Carolina right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say a quarterback who's been a one-year starter with a college team that had a 26-10 to 10 touchdown-interception ratio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that guy. So or He's over 50. Or I could give you two all-conference offensive linemen to add to this team. Or mm-hmm. I could give you a 1,000-yard receiver and an 800-yard receiver. One that made all-conference, one that's an up-and-coming sophomore. But you can only choose out of one of those pots. Which one are you taking to add to this offense right now? Um, I'm thinking... I think I may be leaning quarterback right I, I was trying to make it so it couldn't be like quarterbacks the obvious thing oh that, yeah no which i left that part out my bad yeah i mean definitely i think quarterbacks you know the obvious thing um you know i do feel more comfortable in flynn's and even in the mission game i felt a little more comfortable like he was kind of in control um i don't know putting him in it Six minutes to go. I mean, kind of obviously put him on the eight ball there, so we couldn't really see what he. I think it just adds to the frustration that he came right in and threw a deep ball and connected on that right. deep ball. Oh right, like yeah. I mean, I, th- I mean, it's, I think maybe proofs in the pudding on that part of it. Um, you know, there's no you know no doubt. You know, Mason has 
great, you know, physical stature and things like that. But when Flynn's in, it seems like, okay, he's a little more cool-headed and more like cool-headed, but, you know, settled in and can make his reads and, um, you know, make the offense move, you know. And then it's just up to our receivers catching the ball. Uh, good one, Jamie. Um, okay, I gave you those three options earlier. Let's add one more. Lincoln Riley. <laughs> I'm going to add him to the mix. Um, Would you still take the quarterback? I'm thinking still the quarterback because you got to have a quarterback that's able to execute the offense. And I don't feel like that's, you know, Coach Riley could call the best player there is, but, you know. It's cool. Yeah, I do think uh, Kenny Curling says 98% of it is the offensive coordinator. It's a pretty high percentage, Kenny. That's it's a pretty, pretty big piece of that. And then, you know, so when, I, when he has someone, so someone make a comment like that, so it's like, did Coach K throw that whatever out five yard out route across the field to make the interception? No. Does he drop the passes on third and long? No. So I, yeah. So you can't really say ninety eight percent. I do think that we could probably be a little more creative. We've got yeah. to find a way to get Javius Bond the ball in space. Yeah. we got to find a way to do – what we're doing now isn't working. I know right. it's only been two weeks. Mm-hmm. But last year you had Ehlers and Mitchell and Winstead and Johnson yeah. and Jones that could bail you out of stuff. This, oh, yeah. We don't have any bailout guys right now. I was disappointed, Bryce, a couple of times on Saturday watching the game from the stadium – that when Garcia was flushed out of the pocket, I don't think his receivers were helping him enough. I, right. I, they got yeah. they, they to break off their route. It's almost like they're robots, and when their route ends, they, they just, just kind of stop. They, yeah. brrr, I would they love shut to know down. a stat of how many yards Shane had. You know, even, you know, Kemp, like when we would scramble, how many yards in first down conversions there were, mm-hmm. you know, with our offense. I mean, I, there's no telling. I mean, that, there's no telling. I mean, that was probably not was like a huge chunk, but it was. Well, I mean, that's like when Hardy game. and Cardin were at their best, almost. Dude, we would he would scramble and we worked on scramble drill like crazy. Um, yes, I mean, yeah, you got a young receiving core, but it should be like instinct to all right, okay, if you got the deep route, you're coming, you're coming back to the quarterback, and the shallow routes bend, and you know, and. And then, then obviously the middle guys are running parallel with the quarterback. So, yeah, they don't really – I mean, I don't think they're helping them out that, you know, in that aspect either. Um, and, of course, then it starts up front, you know, with giving the quarterback time. Uh, There's a lot of issues. Speaking of Blake Kemp, you mentioned his name. It made me think Saturday uh, somebody had tweeted me, this is Kemp Summers 2.0. And I basically said, I wish uh, Blake Kemp – his 16 touchdowns to 10 interceptions had um, over 2,600 passing yards. Summers, five touchdowns to two. Uh, only had 683 yards, but Summers added 446 rushing yards. Chris Hairston had 754 that year. Both had eight rushing touchdowns. You had a 1,000-yard receiver in Zay Jones. Bryce uh, had just under 600 yards with four touchdowns. Like, this team would move the football and put oh, yeah. up points. The, the yeah. team currently is not doing that mm-hmm. so i would take a, a kemp summers right now oh, if you give definitely. me that option i loved having kemp you know at quarterback i mean kemp i mean we just connected he, he was the really guy that would you know led the offense and would rally and 
energy and everything. But um, yeah, I would take a Kemp Summers off uh, quarterback situation right now. And let me look at some of those scores from that year, Bryce. I don't think every game was a shootout, but no, thirty-one twenty-four in Florida it scored twenty-one in the loss to Navy, thirty-five against Virginia Tech at home. That was a big Summers game. Yeah. SMU a big. Uh, uh, Kemp game, I want to say, yeah. uh, forty nine to twenty three, uh, thirty eight and a loss to BYU, thirty to Tulsa. Like, yes, give me those numbers right now. How the hell did I lose thirty one to thirteen to UConn, Bryce? Dude, I don't know that game. Is that a thir- <laughs> I think that was a Thursday night. Friday night. I think that was miserable Friday. God, that game sucked because it was. I feel like we couldn't get anything going. Yeah. I think we were rotating a lot mm-hmm. as a quarterback. I mean, I think. Yeah, Summers had way more attempts than Kemp. Yeah, Kemp but, had three interceptions on eleven attempts. Yeah, but just too much in and out. God, that game sucked. God. And Bryce had three catches for seventeen measly yards. Man, I was freaking balling that game. <laughs> uh, but my point being, that team moved the ball. That team put up points and. Right now, we are not moving the ball. No, it's it's very frustrating to uh, to watch. That's for sure. And then you add the turnovers to it, and you're just like, mm, that hurts. Will we take Kemp over Garcia again? Uh, it's not yeah. fair, but we've seen a whole year of Kemp. But even in game two of Kemp, he went to Florida. Oh, yeah. We remember the fumble, of course, but we, he also put up oh, some yeah. yards and points. Yeah. Tyler calling him. He threw 100 to me. Well, 95 to me. Tyler said, oh, baby hands. He had small hands. Let's see your hands, Tyler. He had small hands, and he won't. You know, you did have small hands. I wish they were a little bigger on that one particular play. Just that one. In the swamp. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm still, you know, we got, you know, it's two weeks in. You know, I love, yeah, a lot of know, time. When you hear pe- the fans who call in or whatever and say, "Oh, the season's over," I mean, that's a loser's mentality, and I don't want you. Oh, I don't. If you Bye. Think, if you think we're going just the season's, you know, just flush down the toilet, hey, don't come, don't come here. Walk on out of that doorway, and by exactly. the way, don't let that door hit you on the way. Where the man upstairs splits you. Exactly. I'm talking about your crack, people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we got a lot, a lot. I mean, we got 10 more games. So, <laughs> who was the first person that got hit in the crack by a door and then created that phrase? So exactly. Because how's your foot not hit for? I don't know. Maybe they stopped. That, it's a weird angle. You must walk <laughs> with like. We got a really big butt. <laughs> yeah. With your hind parts. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still hopeful. I mean, he has each week. Um, who knows what? Maybe, maybe Flynn will start and see what happens. You know, I don't know. Um, but maybe they're working. You know, watch film. Tyler said uh, when I said, "Let's see your hands." He said, "Hey, I ain't a D one football quarterback." Clip. That is true, but you are a man, and you're talking about another man's hands. Hands. Tyler, does your hands? Have I didn't say, balance? "Hey, Tyler, <laughs> let's see your throwing power." Hey, let's see how far you can throw a football. Hey, Tyler, let's check your accuracy. Uh, I would never do that because you're not a D1 football player, but you have a hand. You have you two. You have a hand, just like Blake Kemp does. <laughs> and I'll give you my hand. Give me a hand. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll hear a little bit of Mike Houston. More with Bryce Williams. Will this be the first time ever Bryce Williams picks against East Carolina? (laughs) Do you know what the spread is? 
I do not. Well, so I love telling Bryce the spread because I love him guessing the spread first. Uh, By the way, great feedback on your Matthew McConaughey last week. Man, I, that, that, I, did, I didn't realize uh, I was tagged. People sent him. I would have posted it on the old store and let the whole, you know, more wor- the world see it. Yeah. But I did. I did. I had good. Uh, and you nailed that, man. That was the second take. And you just nailed them both. And uh, you're, I'm very impressed with your acting ability. I appreciate it. Yeah, it just comes natural, I guess. Natural. As long as I have to read, I gotta read. Even sometimes I'm fast. Remember, y'all tell me to slow down, speak up. You had what two lines in that one? Nailed them both. I think so. Uh, Tyler said, "I'm like Uncle Rico. <laughs> he can throw a football over that mountain over there." <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I'm really thinking about putting on the hazmat suit. Uh-oh. What do you think? What do y'all think, Shirley and Chandler? Should we put on the hazmat suits and go inside the Facebook comments? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's a dangerous uh, place. This Bri- is, is going to get... Did you bring your waders, Bryce? This is going to get grimy. Uh, grimy. Fortunately, I didn't. What post are we going to? Um, Either of the Mike Houston comments that we posted today. I think we put up three videos. <laughs> the Twitter comments are bad. I haven't even looked Jeez. at... Uh, the facebook yet but oh yeah it's not good um first of all uh let me play a cut or two i guess this is the one that got people talking i asked the question that and it's very similar we talked about this going into the year we've talked about it this week as well chandler the similarities between 2021 and 2023 a with the schedule that year you play in the first three weeks app state south carolina marshall this year in the first three weeks you play app state michigan marshall not in that order but two of the same teams uh that you played that year you got off to an zero and two start that year you had a quarterback throw for under 100 yards week two that mm. year holding nailers mm. and it just looks like a lost cause and then you come out and you win in dramatic fashion week three at marshall this year that would be dramatic fashion week three at app state Mm. now there are major differences that year Mm. uh that year to this year we holton was a a lot more proven than our current quarterback Mm. mason garcia or alex flynn so it's not 
the exact same, but there are similarities. But I, I brought that up and said, you know, offensive struggles, but you've shown you can get out of an 0-2 hole before. And here's what he said about that. This is uh, cut four, Charlie. Well, I think uh, coming into the season, we knew we had a uh, very challenging non-conference schedule, um, you know, kind of similar to 2021. Um, I remember 2021 vividly. Uh, I remember them booing our quarterback off the field in his home stadium. Uh, I remember everybody uh, telling me all week I needed to bench him. I needed to start the backup. Uh, you know, we weren't going to go anywhere if I didn't do that. I remember a lot of similarities. I also know that it was the right decision not to. And that quarterback's playing for the Seahawks now. So I just think everybody needs to, uh, you know, support the, the kids that are on the field and support the players. So I, I, I draw a lot of similarities. That uh, video's got a lot of comments on it on Twitter where everybody is, uh, a lot of people are saying, we weren't booing Holt Nailers. We were booing you and the offensive coordinator and the play calling. And everybody wants to say what they were booing. <laughs> that is the biggest thing I've seen all day is the argument of who the boos are going Wait, to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't booing Holt. I was booing you. I was booing Donnie. There is Donnie. this show that can <laughs> prove people wrong. And I'm not saying everybody was booing Holton. Uh, but. But there was a lot of people that called into this fifth quarter call-in show back in 2021 Walton Holton Ehlers behind sitting on that bench. Yeah, and they were booing Holton. And, and really, the bottom line is it doesn't matter. If you go off the field on the third down, third and eight, and you throw an incomplete pass and the crowd starts booing, Holton Ehlers doesn't know. Like, do, We need to start holding up cards on who we're booing. This is to <laughs> boo, Donnie. To Donnie Kerbatcher. Boo! Should people start like start turning around and facing the booth? Yeah, point to who you're booing at. <laughs> yeah. So we know. Like some people have turned all the way around pointing at the Town Bank Tower. Yes. Booing Donnie. The guy in the other row, there's another arm coming across because uh-huh. he's booing Houston. Sounds like a bunch of eyes getting poked. And then the other guy, it's like a game of Twister. Exactly. He is booing. <laughs> His point is following the quarterback off the field. Now this guy over here, he's got that right guard that he can't stand that uh-huh. keeps false starting and holding he's booing him we all need uh signs and points and maybe we can do it electronically who are you booing lasers nobody's gonna know exactly it certainly sounds like you're booing the quarterback off the field booing the either way you're booing the team at some point should you not boo you paid good money should you be able to boo yeah what 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 do you think boo boo hey boo should we boo I'm going to be honest. I don't like booing. I'm not I, a big booer. I'm not a big yeah. booer. I and mean, you won't see me do it, but I think people can do it if they want to. Yeah. I'm not saying people should not. Yeah, do it. it's like I'm I'm not going to boo at an East Carolina game, my team. I'll, I'll boo, boo the a ref. ref. I'll yeah. boo the refs. Uh, but if you do it, last time I checked, let me let me check real quick. Let me see. Where am I? We're in America. You yeah. are terrible. Oh, that's me booing a ref at, at Menji's Coliseum. Now, what if the coaches yell at the fans? Like, maybe, I don't know, tell them to go <laughs> to hell or, or to get a job. Get a job. That's never happened. Get, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think everybody should be able to boo everybody. Anybody. Like, if Mike Houston wants to go boo you, like, if 
if the Pirates score on the next possession, Mike Houston should turn around and start booing the fans. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> so, yeah, this is all whatever. It's a mess. Is what, mm. it is. what people don't realize is we have four ACC schools in the state. Since when? <laughs> what are you talking about? I ain't never thought about that. I've never heard in my life. <laughs> all right, Bryce, what do you think about Boo Birds? I'm not a fan of booze. And maybe I'm wrong, and and but at like pro football, yeah, I'll boo Washington off the field. I, I feel like it's different than college. And I know somebody saying, "Well, now they're all millionaires." You know how many millionaires are playing for ECU right now? Zero. No, none. So like, Zilch. it's a, a big difference still. Uh, but anyway, a lot of comments on the boos and who you're booing and should we boo? We weren't booing him. We were booing this person. Bird up. Shirley's going off the rails. I know, dang. <laughs> but it's always time to bird well, up. Well, well, you mentioned boo birds. So bird up. Yeah. Well done, Shirley. I like it. Booyaka! <laughs> you want to Booyaka! Booyaka! I don't want your life. I don't want Bryce's life. He's got no, too no. many baby showers <laughs> to go to and weddings and parties. I just want to watch football. I know. I Bryce! Um, we talked about this earlier. I asked Mike Houston, what needs to be cleaned up the most mm. to have a semblance of a passing game mm. qb receivers line all of the above what's the biggest issue cut three well i think all of it i mean i think you hit on everything uh we had a couple of drops by a couple of receivers saturday on well-thrown balls uh we had uh, some breakdowns in protection uh, that uh, caused some plays to, you know, have to abort uh, a, a passing play, and uh, Mason did a great job of creating some positive uh, yardage off of those situations. Uh, and then we've got to throw the ball a little bit more accurately in the pocket. So I don't think it's one thing that you can look at, and I think everybody sees that if they watch it closely. I think there's lots of things. Yeah, I mean, just kind of went all the above with it. And you know he's not going to go into so much detail. And these coaches lie. like Maybe not lie, but they hide the truth mm-hmm. on what he really – maybe he has an answer for that, but he doesn't want to say it. and The Belichick answer. Piss off the locker room. And I get – I understand that. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we can do is ask the question mm-hmm. and – and hope we get an answer, but you're just not going to get a, a straight answer out of these coaches. You're not going to get a straight answer on who's going to be the quarterback yeah. this week. No. So, it's just the way it is. What did he say on that? Well, uh, he was asked if Mason Garcia, if the plan stays the same, or is it week to week? Is the job open in practice? What is the situation at quarterback? Here's what he said. Cut two. Well, I think and I had a, a question this morning uh, regarding that. Uh, and, you know, it's no position in our program is any different than any other. Um, you know, there's always competition, uh, and we're always going to, um, you know, do what's best for our, our, our team and our program to give us the best opportunity to win on game day. Uh, and I thought Mason did some really good things uh, Saturday. Obviously, he's got some things he's got to clean up. Uh, I thought he played better than he did the week before. Um, I thought Alex came in and did some good things. I also think there's some things Alex has to clean up. So, um, you know, both of them are pushing uh, each other daily to improve. Uh, and, you know, the biggest thing is our, our, our entire uh, offense and our entire team has to push, us, push itself uh, daily to improve. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. I guess it's just like, well, 
I mean, obviously, this is Mason's first real season, being able to actually play. Yeah, I mean, which I guess do you balance, okay, how many games does he need to really get in the groove, you know, and then balancing it with Alex Flynn. I don't know. I, think, I feel like eventually we're going to have to just pick somebody so that they can, you know, get Well, I game, think he them. tried to do that on Saturday. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it didn't work because he had to go like to the other guy. Start, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can see it. It'd be difficult for the coaches because he's like, you want to try and get the guy – whoever they choose, you know, comfortable. Um, you know, because obviously playing every other series, obviously they're going to do it, which we didn't do that, but um, just making a reference to trying to figure out who to play. So do you sit Mason out and start Alex, but then you now you're back, are you back to square one with Mason if Alex starts to not do good? So For those of you that don't like the two-quarterback system, at least you can be pleased that Mike Houston uh, didn't go that route on Saturday. He gave that game to Mason Garcia. All the way. He put in uh, Alex Flynn when the game was over, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So, like, that was Mason's game. That was a one-quarterback system. Yeah. Uh, you probably didn't like the play of that quarterback because the numbers were not good. Not good for him. All right. Um, let's take another break. As we do, we'll make somebody a winner winner. What I got to get to give it to your mama. What I got to get to give it to your papa. What I got to get to give it to your daughter. Everybody run a good pyramid. Shirley, what are we giving away today? A $10 gift card to Familia. Familia. Oh, it was like, uh, was it sausage and green peppers pizza of the week this week? It's something with the green peppers. Either way, it looked really good check that out for just 12 bucks uh shirley what color are we looking for i'm gonna go with color four i got too excited and broke my pen 317-1250 caller four is a winner we're pirate radio outdoors and more pirate football talk when we return after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on uh, Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Will James of uh, Winterville, excuse me, Greenville. Won a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or to uh, takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Flip. 
Back with you, Pirate Radio Lab, on a Tuesday. <clears throat> Jamie said, I'm sorry, this press conference today to try to compare this situation to 2021 is BS. When I started hearing that, I started hearing excuses or jibber-jabber. Well, Jamie, that's on me, because I asked the question. That He's coming at you. He is. He's coming at you. And, and I apologize, and I'd like to say that I may never be behind this microphone again. Yep. That could be it for me. Chandler's turn. Uh, my point, you're 0-2 in a hole coming off a terrible offensive performance, and you've been able to get out of that 0-2 hole. But if that question was so damn stupid, maybe I just won't go to the press conference anymore. This is a look in the mirror moment for me, Jamie. Mm-hmm. The man in the mirror. The man in the mirror. <laughs> Because that's the man you got to look at. You're going to make a change? I don't need to look at over there at that woman or that man or this man to my left. I need to look at me. Jamie said, I'm not coming at Clip. Are you crazy? You are cut. I'm the one that brought it up, Jamie. Not Mike Houston, me. I brought up 2021. You said, I'm sorry, this press conference today to try to compare the situation to 2021 is BS. Guess who did that? Guess who did it on this show? Guess who did it on this press conference? Guess who did it this summer when the schedule when, when we looked at the schedule? Me. Mm, not the question, the answer. All right. All right. He's, hey, I think he's sorry. Or he, trying to... He ain't said that. Don't put words in his oh, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. coming after me. He's sorry, Jamie. Um... <laughs> David says App State allegedly has a terrible run D. Doesn't that fact anoint Mason Garcia the starter this weekend? Duh. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Well, it's not alleged when they gave up over 300 rushing yards to North Carolina this weekend. That's yeah. bad run D. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what David's really saying. I guess as in since Mason can run. Jamie says, okay, and the two-quarterback system doesn't work. They're not running a two-quarterback system. They ran a Mason Garcia one-quarterback system on Saturday. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Two-quarterback system's done. They got one quarterback. I don't They'll probably, I would think, see both on Saturday. If it was me, I've already said, I would start Alex Flynn. Also, um, David said, Mason Garcia runs the football all right, here's the problem with that, David. App State gave up a ton of rushing yards to North Carolina. You know what? They have a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback that gives you the threat of a passing game. We don't have that. App State has a bad run defense and the numbers. You know what they should do? Put not eight, not nine, put ten in the box. Mm. Ten guys in the box and one guy back there at safety and dare East Carolina to throw the football <laughs> and see say, can you do it? Here you go. Try. We don't have that North Carolina offense that has the threat of a pass right now. So I am concerned about our ability to run the football against anybody right now because we can't pass the football. we got to be able to throw the football mm-hmm. to do anything on offense this year. Jamie, I'm just screwing with you. I did think you were, because I'm the one that brought up 2021. So, but um, he said he was sorry. Jamie, don't ever apologize to me. You don't owe me anything. You don't owe me nothing. Uh, Joe said you're only allowed to boo the coaches. 
when you have a $2.3 million salary, you have the right to boo them. Players are off limit. Okay, Joe, but here's the problem. You're booing. The players hear that. They think they're getting booed. Again, we don't have signs pointing at who we're booing to. When you boo, you're booing at them all, whether you mean to or not. So does that change your opinion? Should you not boo since you're, the players are hearing the boos? And they're like, hey, man, we're getting booed. Mm-hmm. And you don't have time to run down there and get on the field and say, hey, man, just so you know, we're not booing you. We're booing your coach. No, they think they're getting booed. So knowing that, will you keep booing? That you're booing the coach, but not the player? The player doesn't know who you're booing. They don't? Something to think about. Mm -hmm. Ponder it. I think we all need to take a little time out tonight (laughs) and go look in that mirror and see what's looking back at you. Are you happy with what's looking back at you? Do you say, it's a good man looking back at me? Mm -hmm. Or are you saying, this man I'm looking at and looking at me, he could use a few changes. He could do a few things different. Right. What you, what you got? I'm tired of talking, Bryce. I'm going to leave the floor open to you now. What do you want to talk about? Well. You want to go outdoors? We can go outdoors. Let's go outdoors. What you got? The only thing outdoors he's been doing is going to outdoor weddings. Am I right? Yeah. Good grief. I know. I know. Oh, there it is. There's my cue. <laughs> You've been waiting on oh, it. Oh, my cue. <laughs> <laughs> Action! Yeah. Well, I sent you a video of what happened on Wednesday. Um, you know what really freaks me out? What? How the like the bottom, the little mouth, and I, like yeah. it looks like a little person in those stingrays. That really creeps me yeah, out. Yeah, that mouth is real sketch. A right? massive stingray right beside y'all's boat there. No, we caught it. Oh, you caught it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We caught that. What do you do with it? Release it. I had oh, okay. to gaff its wing, because I mean the thing was, golly, I bet it was that big. And uh, but anyways, we go drum fishing. We went drum fishing Wednesday night, and first off, you know, I put a new transducer on my boat, so I guess I'm all up under the console. And I get that, you know, I get, you know, we put the boat in the water and we're running. I'm like, I don't have my GPS. And you can't make these run. I mean, I'm out in the middle of the Pamlico. You know, out, you know, land is far, farther than a swim um, from there. So, started off with not having any GPS, and I was trying to figure out what in the world was going on. But thank goodness, called a friend, and he was helping me troubleshoot it. And um, thankfully, just a wire came undone, and I just plugged it back in. We had GPS, so we got that situated. But we went drum fishing, caught some bait, and. Um, we didn't get skunked. It wasn't a stellar night by any means, but uh, I ended up catching a uh, overslot red about 28 inches and then um, caught a 45-inch red and then that big stingray that I sent you a picture of. It's pretty big. Um, it was good. It was good to get a, you know, obviously a trip in the middle of the week, not get skunked, new spot. Um, David said, about- where'd you go? Brant Island Shoals? I don't know what that is, do you? No, nah, it wasn't a shoal. It was just kind of a location out literally in the mouth of the Pamlico. Um, really. So, first time I really had drum fish out there. Hmm. White Island Lighthouse. Hmm, I don't know. No, I'm, I, can't, I mean, I've heard the name. I'm just not. Also, people think you said drunk name. fishing instead of drum. What did you say? Drum. All right. Drum fishing. Drum drum red drum 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 red rum red rum 
red drum <laughs> but uh yes it was good so we got out on the water then and then um to fish and then i put some corn out because yeah i didn't you see my video so i was driving friday and sure enough i said that is corn on the side of the road i mean a lot of it and i said well heck i mean i'm not gonna just it's deer season i've got a corn sack and a five gallon bucket i'm gonna turn around and fill this up it was right there at the cash and carry on 11 never leave home without a corn sack exactly or a bucket <laughs> i mean deer and deer season yeah so i would say even outside you never know when you need a bucket you never and, a bucket or a bag and never leave corn unattended exactly so sure enough i turned around and filled that up so i put some cameras out um this week well last week put some clover out which that clover's already sprouted which is nice and corn i've had some bear, a bear on camera some deer nothing crazy yet i mean i mean we're you know going on the first week finishing up deer season and nothing's really showing up so hopefully something worthwhile to get me in the woods but it's hot I'd rather just fish until it sort of cools off, you know what I'm saying? Let the deer get comfortable with the corn All right. in the area. So, I mean, I've been in the woods and the water, so I can't complain. Um, we'll see what's in store for this week. Chris says you need to get up to the core sound blues and drums for years. Jamie says we get black and reds in my parents' docks at Holden Beach. Mm. Chris said you can also stop over at Harker's Island and get some decoys for duck hunting. There we go. Why does drunk drum fishing sound like the new country top hit? We need to pass that along to Cooper Greer. Yeah, we do. I mean, so, I, hey, I, man. You know, maybe I had a few cold snacks. Yeah. But it's not safe. You know, I'm a safe guy. Right. I yeah. know my limit. Sure. All right. Uh, I think it was Eric that asked, would you, do you think you could be hunting buddies? Would Bryce consider being hunting buddies with Yosef? I think so. You think you can hunt with that fella? I think I can hunt with Yosef. He could probably show you some survival tactics. So he looks like a little scary. He maybe looks like he might be off of deliverance. <laughs> um, maybe in the mountains area, he could help you. I mean, you're kind of the flatlands guy. He's yeah. a, a mountain man. He in the, maybe that Yosef right there. Yosef. Oh, yeah. He looks wild. All right. Let's uh, take a break when we return. Bryce will guess the line. Hmm. Uh, Preston uh, wanted to get some questions. How far did you go down to Bam Bamako? Were you near Germantown? Lots of big ball drawing been caught between Germantown and Swan Quarter. Bull, I think he meant lots of big bulls. Uh, okay. Drawing. I've been ball drawing. Drum. He must have used Siri or something. Yeah, Preston. Come on, man. <clears throat> no, I was out in the mouth, literally just in the middle of the Pamlico, the mouth of it. Right. Not really a location we'll take a break come back when we return bryce guesses the line and tells us the final score for ecu app state back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, let's take a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 17 points at 34,645. The NASDAQ was down 144 at 13,773. And the S&P was down 25 at 4,461. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, back to the show. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I'm going to get old Bryce here for a fifth quarter one of these days. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. But Bryce, speaking of the fifth quarter, are we going to have a positive fifth quarter on Saturday? Uh, First of all, what is the line? How, App State uh, ECU. I'm going to App State ECU. We are, unfortunately, the underdog Bye. at 12. Okay, nine and a half. Oh. What's the final score going to be? You're 0-2 on your prediction so far. This is not going well. I mean, optimism goes farther than pessimism. Is that true? I've never measured the two. I I think so. Okay. Uh, So, I'm I'm thinking ECU's going to win. Yes. We're going to turn it around. We're going to win, and it'll be... uh, Maybe, maybe an Alex Flynn starting. I don't know, but he's if you know whoever it may be, turn around and we're gonna go twenty one <laughs> seventeen. All right, I'll say this: if we do win, we're gonna have to hold Jenner, them pretty low. Jenner, so seventeen. They, I think like different defense is doing pretty good. Yeah, Chandler's looking at me like he wants to smack me. Uh, he just looked at me real weird. I think he's just is doubting my prediction. But, uh, you know. Hey, man. They're going to win one. Why not They're going to win one. Why not? Why not? All right, Bryce. Enjoy the buddy. Thank Have a good you. weekend. We'll see you next week. All right. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man. We'll see you fine, folks. Wednesday, 3 o'clock. All new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.